When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mass for Hap Up, where we'll be covering season 14, episode seven. Uh, my name is Jason Reed, and uh, I was almost late to this uh, podcast recording because I had to go, go and pick up some LED lights for my whole house after I watched this episode because uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but as usual, I'm not here by myself. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Asia. Asia, how are you? <laughs> Hey, Jason, I am doing well. I I do have one question for you, though. Have you ever podcasted with another girl? Um, with a girl or with with a girl? Um, no, I no, I don't I don't think so. No, okay, you're, you are lying because I saw you podcast with Grace. I've seen you podcast with so many people across RJP. Why are you lying? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just didn't, I just, I didn't think it was something that mattered. I just, I didn't think you care. Like, it's not like I was trying to, like, deceive you. Like, I just thought it didn't matter. It never came up, huh? Yeah, it never came up. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Um, they really made me, that, like, I was fuming during that segment, but we we could definitely get into it. Um, but it was it was a good episode. It was fun. It was like yeah. uh, I really enjoy. Uh, and you know, here's the thing: me, Asia, you and I, we have experience critiquing uh, critiquing homes. <laughs> right. uh, we have been on two podcasts uh, reviewing different uh, generations of cribs. Yes, so we, we know we know how to uh, how to talk about people's houses. Right. Right. We know if, uh, you know, we know that people's houses can tell a lot about a person. And so I felt like it was, you know, it w- it was nice how they did it. I, w- I wish we could have seen every single person's mm-hmm. I, yeah. what I would have paid to see just how Alyssa's living. Oh, my gosh. But- I mean, I'm upset they didn't show us anything in the fridge because uh, you know that's a <laughs> right. crib staple. If you've never seen, like, if you never heard our cribs episodes, uh, go back to the uh, to the reality rewind. It was a podcast many millennia ago uh, where <laughs> where it's where Asia got her nickname Asia Wealth. Right. Um, go go and seek that out. Oh, those are fun. You talk about garden tubs one time, <laughs> and people just think. <laughs> 
that that's uh, so, not the norm. So Asia, it's just you and me here today. Uh, no, no, no fantastic guests. We uh, our streak of guests has come to an end. I did have uh, the Rock all lined up, but he flaked on me. So for those of you out there, hit up the Rock on social media and ask him why he flaked on us for this episode. <laughs> that would have been an amazing guest. I mean, we had some rock stars back to back to back. So for sure. We're just giving the listeners a breather. You just get to hear us. Like you, it's a dynamic duo. That's yes, it. yes. Um, but before we get into all things Married at First Sight, we do want to acknowledge um, some, some very, I mean, important news in the Rob Has a Podcast community. As you know, this podcast is, un- it falls under the umbrella of Rob Has a Podcast and um, someone who is very important to our community, um, unfortunately, passed away. Daquan Wizard um, passed away this week. And so we are sending our th- thoughts and prayers to his family and friends and to the whole RHAP community. And we definitely wanted to um, take some time on this podcast to have a moment of silence for Daquan. Okay. Um Great. So we will. So we had a couple of uh, news stories in the maths uh, sector, the maths universe. Um, first, we want to hit on the the couple's goals of maths, if you will. Uh, Woody and Amani are pregnant and expecting a child. So that some great news to hear. Uh, I did recently I finish. Thrilled. Yeah, I did recently <laughs> finish season eleven and got to witness the who quite possibly in my mind might be number one as far as like best couple in maps universe so far um, ever beginning to end just a great couple from the whole season they didn't really didn't have any problems so it's great to, to hear that they're they're expecting a, a bundle of joy i was so mad at myself because i saw the post but woody and amani are so they they love to take do photo shoots they're always mm-hmm. doing photo shoots and so i legit scrolled i saw oh cute liked kept it moving i just thought it was one of their numerous photo shoots that they always do and then i had to find out through e-news that they were expecting i was like i already i i followed them how did i miss this i know i literally liked their post before i saw the announcement and i'm just so happy for them they really are such a joy i loved watching their story unfold they just were the definition of going all in on the process and just just showing that it can happen. It can happen. It's not impossible. And so, yeah, I'm just so happy for Woody and Imani. And I know their child is going to be beautiful. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, and then also we do have um, some more news about upcoming season. So we know that next season will be in San Diego. And then we got some feedback about the following season. So we got some feedback from Jennifer W. She said, hey there, my husband and I uh, have gotten on the maths train and love your podcast. We just saw this on our local news channel. I wanted to share in case y'all hadn't heard. Maths is coming to Nashville where we live. I'll be snooping around town for any filming sightings when the t- time comes and happy to share any scoop I hear. Hope you're having a great day. Thank oh you for gosh, sharing you. that with us, Jennifer. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for Nashville. I saw it. I think I saw it on a random, you know, Reddit will notify you about random things that mm-hmm. specifically came up. Thankfully, no spoilers have come up, but that <laughs> specifically came up and I was like, oh, wow. OK, Nashville, that'll be good. Um, and I'm just I, I, I think it'll be 
I think it's cool to know beforehand. Like if I had known Houston beforehand, I would have, you know, Beautiful been more scouting. on the lookout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Jennifer, if you ever see anything or hear about anything or spot anybody, let us know. You'd be the official uh, undercover detective right. of our podcast. <laughs> Jennifer is now our married, <laughs> our mass Nashville uh, correspondent. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also got a few reviews that we want to touch on. We love your reviews. Uh, we love when you reach out to us and let us know uh, how much you love on the podcast. Um, so the review I want to touch on is uh, Facey Girl. Uh, the title is fun. It says, I love this podcast and main hosts. I also enjoyed the episode with the guest host, Bryce Isaiah. The banter between the main host and Bryce was seamless and entertaining. I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much, Facey Girl. Um, we also got another uh, review from DDDEE. Uh, the title is The Best Maths Podcast. Um, they said, the only thing better than the mess of maths is hearing Asia and Jason talk about the mess of maths. I always look forward to listening. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Uh, like I said, we love your reviews and we're trying to hit an important benchmark uh, for, by the time the season ends. We're trying to get to 80 reviews or 80, 80 ratings slash reviews by the time the season ends. At the current moment of recording, we're at 46. So we think by the end of this season, we should be able to get there. Um, and if we get there, we are promising you guys a, a great incentive. We're going to do a one-off podcast in the off-season. Um, tentatively, it's right now we're going to be, we'll, we'll be discussing top villains in the MASH universe. Uh, we do have a, a, a participant from this season I think is going to be pretty high on the list. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, please leave us your reviews. Um, and, and your ratings are good. We really love reviews. Five-star reviews are perfect, are great. Uh, and it helps people out there find the podcast and have them know what you guys already know, that we mm -hmm. are awesome and we are the best MASH podcast out there. So if you just go to our page, um, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll walk you through it. You go to our page, hit write a review, hit your five star rating. What 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 is the feed name? Feed name is Love at First Sight. So there you'll we see, go. You'll see us and uh, I don't know some other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Love's Blind, hosted by some, some random other, show. Some other people. <laughs> uh, Asia may or may not be involved in that podcast. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, for instance, you can uh, you can write something like. Uh, Love, love, love the math for half up. Jason is so funny and insightful. <laughs> um, Asia is okay too, I guess. Uh, keep up the great work. That's just an example. example. They're like, Asia, put down the mic. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah, yeah. Just, that was just an example. You don't have to leave that exactly, but that's just an right. Okay. Just helping the people out. And we are still doing our, if you leave, we are randomly going to pick a five star rating at the end of the season and providing, um, you will be receiving something special. So just stay tuned for that and, um, put yourself in the running by leaving us a rating and a review. Yep. And that is for our five star reviews. That's, you gotta leave a review for that one so we can pick. Yes. It. Yes. 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 All right. All right. I think that takes care of the housekeeping. That is. Um, so let's <laughs> jump into these fun, fun, fun couples. Let's start with uh, the, the couple we got, uh, I guess, the biggest news out of uh, mm -hmm. this week. Start with the always wonderful Alyssa and Chris. Yeah, it's so, like we're, 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 we're starting off how we ended. So it's just one long continuation if you, yeah, exactly. if you happen to be listening to this one after you listened to last week's. 
<laughs> so uh we so we started the episode with the with these guy with with Chris being at the apartment by himself. Uh he's telling us in confessional, he keeps hearing through the grapevine what the problem is, but he's not getting it straight from her. He's he's hearing that I'm hearing anything from tattoos to my political views being the reason that she does not want to be married to me or does not want to be with me. And he says, I wish I could talk to her about it. I even have her phone number. <laughs> he still does not have this this lady's number. And it's I mean, it's it's kind of wild because I'm sure he has the rest of the cast number. Yeah, like I'm sure I, he does. I'm sure they have a group. You know what? That's what you know. How do they not have a group text with Alyssa in it? And then he just picks up her number from that. It'd be the only one that's not saved. And do you think do you think it's the type of thing where the group where the rest of the group came together? And like, you know what? We'll have we'll have two groups group chats okay right. we'll have one with chris and one with one with chris not Alyssa, and one with Alyssa, not chris oh, just so God. we're not just so we don't you know we don't have to deal with the awkwardness maybe it's one maybe they have like they have an all girls chat they have an all guys chat and then they have a chat with all of the couples except for chris and Alyssa. that I way there's no crossover i mean they're kind of downers right like they kind of like ruined our, the dinner last episode by the, oh, with their nonsense yeah. why we want to bring that into the group chat no negative vibes. Alyssa would be so mad if she found out that her girls had a group right. without her. Yeah. Her girls. Hey, girls. Right. That's what she came here for. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, the next time we get with them, we get, uh, we get two meetings. We get, we get finally get the content that I've wanted all season. Yes. With Chris demonstrating his disc golf prowess <laughs> in, in slow motion and everything. Uh, with with his buddy Nick, and I I love the segment because like <laughs> we get we get Chris throwing the thing and his buddy goes nice pull like oh okay <laughs> and then his his buddy goes to, to throw whatever he's like I'm gonna lose my D four so be ready I don't know what that means <laughs> but it sounds professional and cool like I want to look it up. Right. They had a blast filming this because it was just like these action shots were amazing, yeah. and then we just see Chris and his element. And you could tell he loves it. He's so he, confident. He's like he's so confident. He's the man in that in that realm. <laughs> right. He looks like he knew what he was doing. I bet he just wishes Alyssa was there so like she could just see this and like you see him being the manly man that he is. You know, he's throwing this frisbee into this basket of chains. Right. He's like if she could just see this, thing everything would be different. Yes, exactly. So we get we get this interaction coupled with uh, Alyssa going out to I guess lunch with her mom. So we'll kind of go back and forth a little bit between the two conversations. Uh, we go a bit to Chris's, Chris and his friend. He's, he says Nick is his best friend and he knows that he'll be honest with him and tell him whether or not he needs to, uh, you know, stay in this or whether he should mm-hmm. just walk away. Okay. And then we get to listen with her mom saying she blacked out while she was going down the aisle. <laughs> she, she was just, she started the aisle and then she was there with Chris. Right. I'm sure when she came back into consciousness, she was like, oh my God. <laughs> just, <she jumped. laughs> What the heck? A snaggle tooth. <laughs> <laughs> a monster. Uh, she is she's she's the worst. She's just she just writes her own story. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could live life that way. Like I just make up stuff as I go, you know? Yeah, a lot of people have accused Alyssa of gaslighting, but is it gaslighting if you believe what you're saying? Because <laughs> I honestly believe that she believes what she's saying. I don't so know it's if she's trying to flat out delusional. Yeah, I don't know if she's trying to like convince people of her way of thinking. I just think mm-hmm. she thinks that. Like, I think she's, yeah. she honestly thinks that this is what's happening. 
True. It's it's so annoying. Um, And I feel for I feel for Chris having to deal with that because it's like, how do you even talk your I mean, I know he hasn't had many conversations with her, but it's like, how do you even talk your way out of that? And even this conversation with her mom, you could tell like this is just who Alyssa is. Her mom's not caught off guard or anything. Right. Yeah. um, So (laughs) so we, we cut to Chris telling his friend about, you know, the whole kind of the whole story and how she is and uh, how am I say this how she has pretty much led him along and doesn't even want to talk to him and he tells her about he tells his friend about the psychic and about the eagle tattoo and we get a, we get mm-hmm. a pretty great confessional of the friend who's like well maybe she could meet like some 80 year old war vet <laughs> like an eagle tattoo like maybe that's that's her guy mm-hmm. and she tells she tells Chris like you know if you went out on a regular date with a regular person and they said well my regular psychic said this i think that at that point you would be pretty much out <laughs> exactly what i loved his response by just like stop it yeah stop i was like yes cut tell like that that was the 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 real that chris needed to hear like do you hear how wild of a story you're telling me right now like come down back to earth and realize that you just said her psychic Yep, set, out of it. Yes. So um, I, I, lo- it, I could, I know his friend. I like, I can tell that Nick really cares about him because he just, even in his confessional, he's just like so pissed that Chris yep. is even going through this. Yep. Um, so we also cut to Alyssa talking to her mom and saying, and mom's like, you know, I met him at the wedding. He sounded like a really nice guy. And, you know, Alyssa's putting her spin on it and saying, well, you know, you don't see the way that he talks to me. And uh, she t- and the mom asks, so what are these core values that you guys are so different on? Mm-hmm. And Alyssa comments on the fact that, you know, she, uh, she talks about what a friend said again. That's her that's her go to excuse. Um, and she also talks about how uh, she went on his social media and saw that uh, he said defund the police, which and, and uh, I don't want to get too political, but, you mm. know, defunding the police. Uh, Defending the police means a certain thing that I think that she is not aware of. Okay, I'll just say yes. that. Yes. Um, so she says she she gives a line about how are you going to expect the police to help you if you want to take away their funds? So and, and you know then we get we cut back to Chris saying, well you know she told me about that and I would love to have a conversation with her about what I actually meant and what that whole thing means in society, but she won't talk to me. Like she just mm-hmm. won't talk to me. He references the fact that hey Nick, my best friend is sitting right next to me. I have that on my, my Instagram, but you're my best friend and you're a cop. Like you're yeah, a police officer. Exactly. So you know what I mean? She doesn't because she won't talk to me. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. That's what it, so I was like, when this came, because the, the, the snippet of him saying like political differences, I was like, okay, I wonder which yeah, way I didn't it know is. What that meant at first. I was yes. like, so which way is it? Right. And then we, we figured it out a little later down the line. Exactly. And so it's like, Okay, there. I mean, there there was so much to unpack here, but I did get a DM from one of our um one of our loyal listeners. Um, I just I just because it was a DM, I won't share who I won't share who it is. But they said that like usually when people say defund the police, they mean reform the police or rebuild the police and deal with systemic racism and white supremacy that has a way to um that that has a way to that that has a way too large population in law enforcement. And I feel like that was a, a perfect way to put it because that's kind of how Chris pointed to it was, he was like, 
she saw that because he heard this through the grapevine. She saw that and he didn't even get a chance to explain himself to say like to say that, you know, he means allocate resources in different areas, not just take money away from the police, you know, like which is what a lot of people think that it is if yeah. they haven't done any research or haven't delved into what that actually means. Exactly. Exactly. So I was just like, here's another example of her jumping to conclusions about Chris because she wants to assume the worst of this man rather than having a conversation and talking this out. And uh, I thought it was really interesting that he knew this. And I wonder if it was like a producer or you yeah, know somebody else on the cast who related it could back to be him. That or it could be like one of her friends that like yeah. that met Chris at the wedding and like, you know, maybe he, she probably gave Chris or like the friend probably gave Chris their phone number just to keep in touch. And like, maybe yeah. that's where, where he's getting that from. Also, it yeah. could be from any, any one of the sources. Right. Um, exactly. I did think it was interesting. Like Alyssa is talking to her mom and her mom goes, well, what do you need to hear to make you stick with this? Mm-hmm. And Alyssa says, well, the bottom line is I need trust, honesty, respect, and good communication. All of the things that she is not giving Chris right now. Exactly. Like, lady, what are you doing? Like, you are delusional. Like, I don't know what your deal is, but you got problems. It just, it it almost feels, it's exhausting to, to even discuss, because we're just like, what, how do we even get here? Yeah, how I mean, are we just, we're, it's like we're we're talking about fiction. Yeah. She's writing her own narrative, yes. not realizing that we are going to see more of the true narrative mm-hmm. than she even knows. That's what this is. Yeah. She's trying to write this story, but we know the behind the scenes. Like, right. So it's, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to pull us. It's not going to work on us. <laughs> so, uh, so next segment with them is we get the big, big Pastor Cal visit. We finally has an expert intervention. Finally. Finally. Hey, I, w- I want to say mm. Pastor Kyle came in except with the exception of actually with the exception of this couple. Uh, he came in guns blazing. I felt like he gave some really right. solid advice yes. across well, the board. Like he, except he, this one. We'll get into it. But he like went light on Alyssa. I felt. Yes. Ugh, crazy. Yeah, but I don't he, know if he just felt, was all his stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he felt like maybe she wasn't or, or she's past the point of even hearing him out or yeah, but I mean, hearing what he has to say. That's not going to do anything for my entertainment, Pastor Cal. Like, <laughs> we want to see you dig into her. Like, right. I almost like he might have been tired because this was a, he, maybe this was the production where they went in. Like maybe the Chris and Lisa was his last stop. He mm-hmm. was so tired for everybody else. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ah, whatever, we'll just get this over with. Right. I almost kind of wished that it was Dr. Pepper that visited them because I feel like Dr. Pepper would have given more, would have given her like, yeah, she More. was not about to let her have an out. And I mean, maybe, maybe that's not the last we see of them. Maybe Dr. Pepper will have a chance because yeah, they I probably, so. I mean, they think like, even though it didn't work out or, you know, we're going to get into that. But I think that, I think that they still want to be able to prepare them mm-hmm. moving forward. So I think like uh, I was saying, I, I recently watched finished up season 11 so all the gaps in my maths knowledge have been filled um, <laughs> and spoiler for season 11 if you haven't seen it um, but they did have a couple that season that prematurely ended the divorce I say prematurely but because of COVID-19 they actually went longer than yeah you know <laughs> the usual couple time but but they but that couple still ended up like we still checked in with them a couple times and they even had a decision day meeting with the experts 
Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're going to get that with Chris and Alyssa. Yeah. I, I hope so. I, I think they think that like Alyssa has to come out of this learning something. Yeah. I, if it's not at decision day, she's got to be there at the reunion. Right. Um, but weirdly, the experts aren't usually at the reunions mm-hmm. um, lately, I, w- I would say, which is weird. But um, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of almost expecting like uh, you know, Katina and Elijah like walk into their apartment and then like Alyssa just pops out of the second bedroom like, hey guys, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't like, want to I... stay with Chris, but I'll I'll stay with you guys. I'll just use the second bedroom, right? I want I needed to be in the building. I I really did because I had to see my girls, and so my I just girls. couldn't be far. <laughs> I do I do wonder like. Maybe we'll get, uh, you know, sometimes we have some of the, the one off, the singles from the couples meet up mm-hmm. with friends and stuff out to eat lunch or go to a bar or something. I wonder if they'll use Chris and Alyssa in those scenes, like they'll meet yeah. up with either one of them. I just feel like we're going to see them at some point during right. the season. I am but glad. Yes. I Well, well, we'll get through the rest of it and then we'll talk about right, right. You know, everything else. So, uh, so Pastor Kyle comes in. I was like, oh, you know, we got some major, major issues here. Uh, we got to <laughs> talk about like, yeah, you think? Right. Um, so Chris says, you know, she had so from the wedding night, she had no interest in being married to me. Um, so Cal asked, like, so when did you start to have like these feelings? And she said, well, <laughs> maybe when I turned the corner and I saw him, I mm. knew he wasn't my physical type. Like, okay, thank you, Alyssa. Like, thank you for finally in front yes. of Chris's face. I feel like this really proves our point that we've been saying like experts need to be involved on the honeymoon. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if we had this kind of conversation in the beginning of the honeymoon, yep. Maybe we could have gone somewhere further. But Chris is so fed up at this point that there was no <laughs> Chris was mm-hmm. done. Um so she she says she was my physical type, but I wanted to stake stick in it and see if there was a reason we were matched. Yeah. Um, she keeps using the line like I could have walked away then I could have walked away at this point could have walked away at that point mm-hmm. um, and, she, you know, she, she's like it, her saying that is so annoying because it's like I could I could be gone mm-hmm. I, it's it's just like it's it's a it's almost like a manip- I'm I'm no I'm no psychology major or anything <laughs> but it's like a manipulation tactic of sure. just be glad that I'm still here because I had opportunities so be happy that I'm I haven't left yet. It's like no, but you're here being miserable. That At I would point, much Chris prefer you be leave. gone. Yeah. Yeah. So Ugh. Cal asks, uh, have you guys talked about, you know, the your differences like in depth like what what's going on? And she's like, well, no, because you know, things kept happening. And she's like, it's like I was pushing the ocean by a cinder block and couldn't get up. I was like, okay, that's a weird metaphor, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Uh, and so she claimed, I know somebody else who probably feels like they're being held down by a center block, but it's not Alyssa. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, so she says that, you know, she came in, she came in today to this meeting wanting to work things out and wanting to see where they go from here, which in my mind was like, no, you just want to stay on the show. Yes. You want to see if you can swindle your way into the apartment. <laughs> Shout out to the Tinder Swindler over on Nothing But Netflix. <laughs> oh, anything for a plug, Asia. <laughs> uh, she says, like, we, I did see some some glimmers of positivity, like, uh, while we were paddleboarding and tennis. Like, you mean the same tennis outing where you, you stomped off and pouted to production? Like, that's what you're talking about? Right. The, the, the activities you were literally forced to do 
you saw a glimmer of hope. No, what? Nope. Stop. Give it a rest. Yeah, and it was at that point where Cal's like, oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you here. Mm-hmm. Like, to remind you that you know you can t- you can give me all this BS that you're talking now, but you did not go to the suite on the wedding night, right? Uh, you know you did not. You were just not interested at all. Like you're showing him that you're not interested, and mm-hmm. then she used. She says, "Well, you know, I don't." I, I wasn't comfortable sharing the bed. It's, not, it's something I've never been comfortable with. And Kyle goes, you know that you signed up to be married, right? So like, you know that this is like what it entails, what is entailed here. Like, you know what you were getting into. It's, it's, exa- it's just, I know I said this a second ago, but yeah, it's just exhausting because it's yeah. like literally she's finding every little thing under the sun to throw at the wall to see what sticks. Yep. And as soon as Pastor Cal is, it, like if Pastor Cal had hung on to any of those, she would have just pressed home that fact. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, let me just try whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so Cal says, yeah, yeah, you've, you've shown a pattern of just not wanting to be around him. Like forget <laughs> being married, you just don't right. want to be around the man. And so she's like, well, you know, there are, there are reasons I don't want to share the apartment. So she cites that, you know, they both have big dogs. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, we actually flash back to Chris get, like, talking about his dog to her and one of the one of the few moments they had of like small talk. Right. And he tells her before the story she of, hated him. Right. The of the wedding night before like she stopped yeah. off. And she talks about how he got the dog and all that stuff. Which, you which know, we I, didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. There's a little bit of a lapse, I think, in time, maybe, because when he was meeting with Pepper. He was talking about how he didn't have the dog yet, and he was showing off the big people cage. I mean, dog cage, um, and, mm-hmm. and showing <laughs> it off there, which made us think he didn't have the dog yet. And, but he did say he got it a month and a half or something before the wedding, so that could have been shot before then. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so she cites that. Well, you both have big dogs. So I don't know what that means. And she also says that she's allergic to dogs, and you know she's gotten used to her dog's hair because she's been around her for ten years. Like, which okay. it, now, it, which is just another thing to throw at the wall. We did get some feedback from Pumpkin Pie, or yeah, Pumpkin Pie Forty. She said, "Am I wrong, or did Alyssa claim to rescue dogs in her intro package? Now she's suddenly allergic, or is she only allergic to Chris's dog?" Allergic <laughs> to Chris. Um, <laughs> exactly. I didn't even think about this. Just I'm like, yes. How? I mean, okay. I know people that are allergic to cats, but have cats, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like you are lit- you devote your free time to rescuing dogs. I highly doubt, because she's like, who's going to give me an allergy test? <laughs> you know, yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, Alyssa, make it make sense. Come right? on. Like, help us out. I, uh, she's awful. It, like, it's, so, yeah, it, it's, it, you're right. It, she's allergic to Chris. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, she gives the dog hair excuse, and Chris is like, <laughs> Chris is like, well, the dog. He says, well, you have a husky, and they have long hair. Like, well, actually, the dog has short hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, Chris, I, that's beside the point. I don't know why right. you smoke up that way. Yes. Um, uh, so, uh, he, uh, Pastor Cal asks Alyssa, "So, have you seen? Any, you know, she says she's looking for positive. He's like, well, have you found any? Mm-hmm. And she's like, um. <laughs> No, can't say I found not a one. <laughs> and Cal's like, what? I mean, Chris said he found positives about you. And then Chris said, uh, you know, yeah, I kept the word I kept saying about her was uh, was impressive. Right. And, you know, and on paper, they're compatible. And Pastor Cal agrees, like, yeah, that's why he matched you. We did so much stuff, and you guys lined up in our compatibility <laughs> test. Like, 
Alyssa tried to find positivity the same way that I try to be productive on Sunday afternoons when I'm laying on the couch. Like there's no effort. There's no attempt. Netflix is going, you know, glass of wine, got some popcorn. And then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really trying to get some stuff done. Was I productive? Well, I did watch about 25 TikToks. <laughs> right, exactly. So you tell me. <laughs> right. um, so Alyssa says again, I want to try to find a way to move forward. And, and be on TV and hang with my friends. I added that last part, and she didn't say that, but I just added that in. Uh, she she tells him that she's been in a much better headspace since she got home. And the purpose of coming here today was to stop the bad pattern they were on and figure out how to move forward. Like Alyssa, stop, stop. Just you didn't, cut your losses, right? Just get out of there. Like it's it's over. Uh, so then Chris drops the bomb. He says, uh, "So this is my decision day." And I want to get divorced. Whoa. Boom. Right. Did you expect that coming into this? No, I or thought he was so saying, forceful. I didn't. But you know what? It was, it was that disc golf that gave him that adrenaline to just go ahead and put his foot down. Yeah, that gave him the confidence. Right. Because I, I thought he would be like, okay, this is my decision day. And then get, make her decide. Yeah. Since that's kind of what he's been doing throughout the honeymoon. But for him to say, I want to get a divorce. I was like, yeah. I am proud of you. He said, I don't care about nothing what you say right now. It's over. Right. So I just like, yay, Chris, get him the golf clap. Chris, <laughs> I think no matter what happens throughout the rest of the season, Chris has won this season. He is the winner of the season. <laughs> I, I, by unanimous vote, I, it's, this whole exchange though was mind blowing because it was, I think where Pastor Cal was coming from was these two have needed to talk. It's been long overdue. No one has forced them to talk, which is maybe why Pastor Cal was so quiet. We did get some feedback um, from my own mom. She Ooh. said, I know. She said, why didn't Pastor Cal hold Alyssa accountable for the lies she was telling on Chris? Disrespecting her. What? She really should have been called out for that. And I agree. I yeah. think that she should have been called out. But I feel like Pastor Cal was trying to take the high road and allow them to have this conversation because he probably was like, look, Chris knows she's not into this. He just needs to be able to have this conversation, hear her say certain things and be able to make the exit himself. Because, yeah, we all wanted to see Alyssa hear what she needed to like someone call her out. Someone mm -hmm. call her out on her BS. But Pastor Cal, he wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I think Pastor Cal walked into this knowing, kind of knowing what the end result was going to be. Mm -hmm. One way or the other, this is going to be over. Yeah. Um, even after everything is done and we get, because uh, Alyssa, you know, she starts crying a little bit. She says, I did all the, I did all the work <laughs> to be here and it's just not what I wanted. And, you know, all that. And then at the end, it's just like, everyone's just awkwardly silent for like a few seconds. And then Pastor Cal's just like, mm, wow. All right. <laughs> this is like a deep sigh from Pastor like, ah. Everybody just gets up and starts walking. It was so awkward. Like, everyone just gets yes. up and starts walking toward the door. Uh, Alyssa forgets her phone. Chris hands it to her. Like, it was so weird. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think Pastor Cal just knew what was going to be happening here. And mm -hmm. he, he's not going to try and jump in and change anything because there's nothing that can be changed here. Yeah. Like, it's just over. Like, yeah. Like you said, we, we wanted to see somebody somebody dress Alyssa down and be like, you're, you're BS. Like, this is what what this is what we know you've said. I wanted to like wheel in a TV. Yeah. Like, you know, when you used to be in school right. and like 
They used to show a movie and they used to wheel in the big cart with the big TV and the VCR. Yes. Like, so these are some of the things that we have we've gotten you on camera saying yes. behind the scenes. So you're going to talk about that right now. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted Please. to happen. Uh, yes. And they they also should have did that for Michael. But mm-hmm. um, I, and we'll get into that a little bit later because they did yes. do that on After Party. Oh, okay, great. I yes, okay. I'm so glad you were able to watch it. Um I just I think that Alyssa will, she'll get it one day. Like not not anything violent. But she'll, she'll get it. How old is she? She's like thirty, right? I, I know. I okay, I don't know. I feel like watching it back should open at least should at least squint her eyes. Maybe not her eyes won't be fully open. But Kevin Frazier, he'll say something. Kevin, Kevin, this is your time to redeem yourself in Asia's eyes. Please. (laughs) Come at her, Kevin. Come on. We we got faith in you. Just be real. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't think that's the absolute last we'll see. I mean, we even saw, you know, in season 11, Brett and Olivia Mm -hmm. make appearances here and there. So I feel like we'll see Chris again. We might see Alyssa again, maybe in an official capacity with the experts. Um, or even, you know, decision day wrap up. But mm-hmm. I'm just glad that them as a couple is yep. over. Yes. Uh, we get Alyssa and Chris dropping their keys off. Uh, Chris leaves his ring and they mm. ride off into the sunset. Why sh- Why didn't she leave her ring? Maybe she's, maybe she's holding out hope this will work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I do on the on the on the post announcing Woody and Amani's baby. I said, uh, I said, I can't wait for this to be Chris and Alyssa. They're pretty soon. <laughs> They can't even parent a dog together. Right. I, I will say I, w- I was very happy how dog heavy this episode was. This was our. I first- know you. Uh, when we get to, uh, we gotta have a conversation. We get to Mike and Jasmine because okay, uh, yeah, some worries about that. Okay. Um, yes. So uh, you know, it's over, right? Like it's over. I feel we were like, right with our ones. Yes, of course. I feel like we got a. I feel like the amount of content we got for them was great. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel overwrought. Yes, like, and it and we got a we got a good amount of stuff, yeah of content of drama. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about this season is I feel like our other participants will provide still provide drama exactly. Like we won't be we won't have a drama deficit. <laughs> right, right. We still have drama throughout the season. This wasn't the only drama we could get, and it didn't feel old or stale. Right? Hmm. So yeah, this, this was a good moment for them to ride to the sunset and for them to be out of here. Yeah, like they gave what they were supposed to give. Maybe not what they were supposed to give, but what they needed to give. Yeah, not and supposed, they supposed to give because they were supposed to give romance and marriage. They didn't give that, but they gave what <laughs> people like me are coming here for, <laughs> which I am like 80% drama, 20% romance is what my preference is. <laughs> just telling y'all facts, okay? Hit me, right. hit me up on Twitter with your percentages. What are you looking for in this show? Right. I have eight twenty drama romance. You let me know. Oh, I'm 50-50. I really like that's why I keep referencing season eleven. I loved that we had successful couples come out of that. Like Woody yes. and Imani, just beautiful. Um, I love to see them really fine happiness but then I also love the drama as well so it's like I, I come to Married at First Sight equally for both yeah that's that, so my, my mini review of season 11 
was a just chef's kiss, like mwah, perfect, like uh, you know, the div- division of like mm-hmm. drama, romance, love, maybe, maybe love, kookiness with a million men. <laughs> like they were just out of this world crazy. Yeah, and then you had this <laughs> this psychotic woman um, mm-hmm. blackmailing her husband over some like that supposedly he, he was gay. Yeah, uh, crazy. So yeah, season eleven, great season. Yes. very underrated season. Yes, because nobody was telling me like, oh, you gotta see season eleven. It's yeah, great. <laughs> everybody was telling me about season ten, and yes, season ten is bananas off the wall. Right. Um, see, so imagine watching eleven on the heels of ten. You're yeah. like, okay, maybe I'm not focused on as much as the drama because ten was like mm-hmm. so much. Season eleven was 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 black love season. You know, you got Karen and Miles, um, mm-hmm. who I think. You know, from what I've seen on like couples cam, they're still going really strong. Yeah, like a really good couple. Yeah. And we got Woody and Amani, who is just like, like I said earlier, couples goals. Like yes. they were just like strong. They're like the the, the Cameron and Lauren of mm-hmm. Love yeah. Is Blind, but yeah. on Married at First Sight. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Like just just strong throughout. So yeah, mm-hmm. season eleven, two thumbs up for me. Love that season. <laughs> Mini review. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we are done with ratings for Chris and Lissa. It's over. They're it's done. over. They're, they're they, gone. There's no more writing on the wall. I don't think they're revisiting them as a couple. If we do get them, it's just for personal development. Yeah, we That's might get it. them at like the the typical uh, end of season uh, get together with the couples where they get together mm-hmm. like a backyard or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then cheers or whatever. Right. But that so, might be it as far as them being in the same space. Uh, and and I know if they do like a couple's getaway mid-season, Alyssa's would be very upset if she wasn't invited. So we might get her reaction to that. She will pop up. Yeah. So we were right. I mean, only week one, we gave, uh, I gave them a two, you gave them a three, and then Amy gave them a two. And then the rest of the way, we had ones. Straight so ones, right? It was on the wall. Yes, exactly. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So, Asia, where are we going next? 
Right. So we're going to go ahead and go to a couple who they were interesting this episode. Um, we're just going to uh, Stephen, Stephen Noy. I feel like we saw a different side of Steve, which I liked. Yeah. Steve showed a little bit more personality, which, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Yeah. Um, it may have been a weird kooky personality, but it was right. personality nonetheless. Yes. So they moved into their apartment and she's like, oh, is the bed tall enough for you? And he's like, well, we'll have to see if I fit. And he gets on the bed. He does fit. Um, and we we find out that she is pretty nervous about living with someone she barely knows. Um, and they have a conversation about the dog, her dog, Sushi. And she's like, yeah, Sushi will sleep on the bed, most likely on the pillow. Um, just so you know. And he's like, oh, you know, why doesn't Sushi like get a bed beside our bed? And she's like, no, he won't like that. <laughs> Steve was like, how about we move the dog? I'll make, I'll build you a little table next, <laughs> right. to, the, next to your side of the bed so the dog can sleep next to your face. <laughs> like, right. As long as I'm sleeping next to my face. Right. Uh, so, so Asia, we've had a conversation before about Pepper, your dog, mm-hmm. and Pepper's sleeping arrangements. You don't allow Pepper to sleep on the bed either. Right. So it's like a she gets now she knows she gets a taste. So let's say we have a routine. We go in my room for the night. She'll lay on the bed. So then I have time to shower, watch TikToks. And then I say, Pepper, go get in the bed. She jumps off my bed, goes get her kennel. It's a perfect routine. And yeah. <laughs> So it's doable. The way that Noi tries to de- justify, um, no, he's not going to want that. No, he's going to want whatever you want him to right. want. So <laughs> it's like sushi is the dominant one in the sushi Noi relationship. Like, because nah, I'm going to sit up at your, at your head <laughs> and, and breathe my dog breath in your face while you're trying to sleep. <laughs> Because I know Pepper wants to sleep in my bed. There are some nights where I'm like, Pepper, go get in the bed. And she like cuddles up to me because she's like, no, I don't want to. Like, please. <laughs> please, mom, no. I'm like, no, Pepper, go. And it's called discipline. <laughs> and so, uh, so I mean, she, no. Yeah. Well, Steve does like, he's like, well, maybe this will be a good time to, you know, readjust right. the ball seating position, which I agree with him. Like, I exactly. think Sushi, like, Sushi gonna look at him like, who are you and why are you in my bed? Like, how is this gonna work? So this would be a good time. So, okay, Sushi, this is where you go now. You go mm-hmm. down at the foot of the, like, Steve kind of compromised a little bit. Maybe he's like, well, can you go down to the foot of the bed, maybe? Right. Like, this would be a good time to start that since there's gonna be a lot of change and this would be yep. a good time to get him acclimated to new situations. So there's gonna be this strange tall man sleeping right. in his bed with his mommy. <laughs> Exactly, because there is going to be some power dynamics to work with. So she's going to be like, wait a second, this is this is my human. Why do you think this is your human? And so you're already going to have to get used to that. And so I don't understand. I, I totally get Steve's mature approach here with like, look, he's already getting used to a new place. Change his routine as well. Right. But, he's also, also kind of looking at it in a binary way. Which true. Like Steve looks true. at it a lot like, well, why don't we just make him go down here? Like, Steve, that's not really how a dog works, my dude. Like, <laughs> the dog kind of will do whatever the dog want to do. You can't just be like, okay, right. you can't reason with the dog and be like, okay, you go down here now, Sushi. Sushi's like, oh, right. I'll go up there. <laughs> you come down here. I'll go up there. All it's going to take 
is a little bit of training. But it seems like Steve's going to have to do the training and not Noi. But I don't know if Steve is capable of doing that training. Steve because, <laughs> right. What we find out in the next segment is he goes to her apartment and he's meeting Sushi. And we find out that picking up poop makes him nauseous, which I'm not going to lie. I understand. I totally understand. Well, of course. Nobody wants yeah. to pick up anything else's poop. Right. Exactly. Because for me, like picking up Pepper's poop is different than picking up some random dog's poop. You know? Like, Out of context. Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, so, yeah, it's I mean, it, it makes sense to me because for me, I'm like, that's my baby girl. I don't even think about it in that context. I mean, I guess it's I mean, I don't want to compare human babies, but it's just it's similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you just you do what needs to be done because that's your baby. That's uh, not exactly my would you slide with it. <laughs> You're like, uh, not quite. Um, so, yeah, so he's meeting Sushi, but he's kind of standoffish with Sushi. It's not mm-hmm. like, a, oh, I'm embracing and I'm meeting Sushi. I'm trying to make Sushi feel comfortable. And so that made me a little nervous. Well, Sushi was like, uh, who are you? Uh, <laughs> right. Mom, why are you letting Slender Man pick me up? <laughs> what is this? Right. It's just like he uh it it wasn't the best first meeting. And I and Steve's hesitant hesitancy will make sushi hesitant interacting with Steve because he's like, wait, he's not that comfortable with me, so I'm not that comfortable with him. And Steve tells us that he has experience with his brother's dog or watching his brother's dog, and so he's just like, uh, I don't know. But they circle back around to the conversation of sleeping in the bed, and Noi is not budging. Oh, he's so, like, so you telling me that this dog has three dog beds? Yeah, <laughs> but you don't make sleep in a dog bed. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, I mean, honestly, Pepper has a few herself, and that. if if I were thinking, oh, Pepper needs a new, if I were like, if I were going to try to change her from sleeping in her kennel to sleeping in a bed. I honestly would probably buy a new bed specifically Asian for Asian sleeping. Has, Asian Wealth <laughs> buys only the best dog beds for Pepper. Asian Wealth has five plush dog beds in her house just waiting for for Pepper to decide to sleep in a bed. Oh, you want to sleep in a bed, Pepper? I got like 10 dog beds you can try out. Because it's she has beds, but I know she naps in those beds. So it's like it's different if she's gonna be sleeping eight hours in a bed. So she needs a something more suitable than like her napping bed or her cot. So Oh yes, Pepper, <laughs> this is your napping bed. And this is your go to sleep for more than eight hours bed. I bet you got like eight thousand varieties of types of beds. This is your bed for a one hour nap. This is your bed for a two hour nap. <laughs> You know, your memory foam bed. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But I get so I get Noi thinking the three beds. Okay, right. And then, you know, Sushi needs whatever to, to sleep on the bed. I think the compromise here is getting Sushi a nice bed beside the bed because clearly Steve is not on there Steve's yet. On side of the bed, on Noi's side of the bed. Right, exactly. Steve is not comfortable. So, I mean, I don't know. 
So that yeah, so that was interesting. <laughs> a whole interesting dynamic, which I think it, it's not going to die there. Like I think that this is we're going to revisit this conversation a few times. I did find it interesting that you know they spent the night at their new apartment, which apparently you know sushi was not there. Right. I would imagine that sushi was at Noi's house. Whatever right. situation that is, whether she has a dog sitter or whatever. So I mean, it, we, it's proven that sushi can spend time without Noi. Yes. It's not like the dog it's is capable. so dependent on being <laughs> like right next to Noi all the time. Right. True. True. Um. So then we go to his apartment, and. She, it's a bachelor pad, basically. Yeah, it's a His apartment, bro. I got my weights in my living room. <laughs> he even has nunchucks. Nunchucks, baby. He, what I'm talking about. W- what does he need those for? Uh, defense Asia. What if someone breaks into his house <laughs> and he's got a nunchuck somebody? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, true. Never thought about that. I had nunchucks. They were, uh, they were plastic, they were orange. Mm. And they were literally only because Michelangelo was my favorite Ninja Turtle. Mm. And he had nunchucks. Okay. I was five. <laughs> Steve's 38, so close. Close, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we get this amazing tour of his LED lights. He he loves them. They're all over. He um is showing her all the different options. They change colors. Um, they're basically like uh, the Jake from last season. His <laughs> his love for neon, but LED version. And I'm not gonna fault. I'm not gonna fault Steve for loving LED lights. I have an LED light on my t- my TV in the living room. I have an LED light on my TV in my bedroom. Um, I have some LED lights for the background of podcasts. I'm not gonna fault him for that. But he seemed he uh, a little obsessed. Excuse the pun, okay? But he lit up while he was showing yes. her these lights. Like he was so excited. Like he had this, this look of joy in his face. Like, oh, see what he's like, like a party mode. Oh, you right. see that? And Noise is like, okay, what have I gotten into? Right. She said, my husband is obsessed with LED lights. And he, he, I don't know if he was joking or if he was, I think it was one of those, I'm half joking, but if you answer and you're serious, then I'm serious of like, we can either take these LED lights to the new apartment or we can buy some new ones for the new I, apartment. I, know. I think he was dead ass serious. Right. Like he, he, they were about to drive to Walmart right now and pick up some new LED lights. <laughs> I think he was serious. He was, oh man, that he, yeah. I mean, I understand LED lights are a vibe, but it almost looks like a passion of his. Yeah, he's yeah. an enthusiast. Right. The way LED he feels about disc golf is the way Steve feels about LED lights. Yeah, I'm surprised this is the first we're hearing about it. But sure. maybe he's just that passionate. Maybe he only talks about when he gets comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Then that I mean, that's all we got from them before Pastor Cal comes. And so we get there him sitting down and uh, Steve is like, you know, we hit the ground running when she first walked it down the aisle. One of my friends gave me a thumbs up. So I knew like I was good. And he says they're pretty much on the same page with, with children. And she says she wants three and he wants two. 
And Pastor Cal, and I was surprised Pastor Cal wanted to dive into this, but I think it was probably something we saw across multiple couples is Pastor Cal reference footage he has seen Mm -hmm. in in the way that he's caught up with these couples. And so he's like, well, let's talk more about that. You want three, he wants two. And basically Steve explains like he has a very realistic view of it of, look, we don't even have any kids yet. So what if we have two? What if we have one that has special needs that requires the energy of three or two? So, you know, we just won't know until we start having kids. And she's just like, look, I can compromise on a lot of things. But having three kids is not it. <laughs> yeah. Noi, who's been like who is known to us as being super flexible, super, you know, like she says, she's willing to compromise for her to be this staunch on this thing that you don't even know how you're going to feel after you have one kid. Mm-hmm. You might have one kid and be like, mm, that was right. Exactly. Over. Yeah. Like you just don't know how you're going to feel in that situation. Like for you just be like, no, it's three. That's it. Mm-hmm. It was a little, it was, I, it was a little immature, I think. Mm-hmm. A little naive. Yes. Um, but you know, and, and we'll get into why she feels like she feels like her background, her family, that's what she's seen as successful. But mm-hmm. not every situation is your situation. Not every situation is going to be what happens with you. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it was just like, it was surprising for me for her to be like, well, I'd never really thought about that when Pastor Cal kind of pointed out what Steve explained, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so it's just like, especially with something like that, he's like, what if you aren't even able to have kids? You know, you got to think about all these possibilities, not just, oh, I want three kids because my family had three kids. My cousin had three kids. And so that's my image of a perfect family. I'm like, okay, are you just going towards this ideal of fam, like this perfect idea you've had in your mind all these years of what a family should be? Or are you adapting to what you have in front of you and saying, look, we make it work with how we're going to make it work. If we have one kid, we have one kid. Let's get let's cross that path when we or cross that bridge when we get there. First of all, y'all are seven days into marriage at this point. So it's like, it seems, it seems silly at this point to be having an argument or no, it's not even an argument, but a disagreement about the number of kids. You both want kids. It's not, Oh, I don't want kids. And I do want kids. That's a conversation. Yeah. I mean, like just start there, like start, like, yes, we want kids. Boom. Don't, plan like it's happened with Mark and Lindsay too. Like don't plan Mm -hmm. out your whole life right now. Like start with one, Mm -hmm. see how you feel. And then we start go to two, see how you feel. Yes. And then that's it. Like, yeah, it was it was a weird conversation to have, I think, because I think this was kind of more of a nothing conflict because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen down the line. Anyway, like nothing we say now, whether you say that you are flexibleness or not. Yep. Does that. We got um, feedback talking about how no, how Noy is 33 already. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's at a certain age to start having children anyway. Right. So you don't know what things are going to happen by the time you have one to two kids. How old you're going to be, mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to be able to have kids or not. Like Pastor Cal said, the timing is another issue. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't just go ahead and say, "Yeah, when we when we do get pregnant, I'm going to have triplets." Right. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what I want to happen. That's what will happen. <laughs> right. So I don't know that. I just. I mean, that's that's kind of a rough. I mean, disagreement to have at this point. 
Um, but then they transition to talking about finances. She says like, it's a little scary for her. He doesn't have a job. She, you know, she doesn't want to have to struggle with money because of how she grew up in a refugee camp and she didn't have any running water. She had two shirts, her name. So she's in a position of not wanting her kids to have to worry about money. And he's holding her hand as she talks about this, but she has not revealed this to him yet. And I feel like it's very, it's a very, it's like when people ask, okay, like, tell me about you, how you grew up. It's that's something that is part of her story. And we did get some feedback from one of our listeners, Mia. Um, and she said, you know, I feel annoyed about the financial situation. Like I feel the same way. I absolutely hate living beyond my means. And I went to college to make sure I wouldn't, ha- I would be able to get a job to provide for myself and my family when I eventually have one. What I don't love about Noi was she couldn't look Steve in the face when talking about that. I understand that it was because it was very triggering for her. But if that's her husband, she really has to work to get to the point where she can tell him anything. And that's so true because it's like, Noi, you are already telling this man you love him. Yeah. And she this is this deep conversation. Like, exactly. Now had to like direct her to like, no, mm-hmm. I mean, speak to Steve, let him know these things. Right. And even then she was so like, staring straight ahead and not really at Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of concerning because I mean, like you said, it, like with the, 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 the desire to have ki- three kids and nothing else, like that mindset is kind of immature. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is something that is very formative to who she is and she's not able to look at him and talk to him about this or even have shared at this point without being prompted to, I'm like, is she in a position that is she's ready for this mature relationship? She is in a marriage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are in a marriage. <laughs> right. So that, that more than anything, more than Steve's awkwardness with sushi, um, more than the disagreement about the number of kids, I'm really concerned at coming out of this conversation. If noise is, is really ready for this. Yeah, I mean, the Steven Sushi thing is like that's small potatoes, really, if you look at it in the grander scheme of things. Like, mm-hmm. take a look at last season where we had Mirla, who was not about <laughs> uh, hype at all. And by the end of that season, the end of the filming, she got, she was getting herself a, her own dog. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just something that's a part of, uh, you know, getting used to a, a dog or animal. That's exactly, you have to get to the, know them. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a small issue in the bigger scheme of things, but this this is a this money situation with Noi and her feeling so uh, insecure and so mm-hmm. like, uh, needing just that plan, needing that to know that they're going to have money when uh, you know Steve had the conversation that we've all been waiting for him to have and say yes. what we've been all waiting for this. Like, look, I get plenty of work. Yes. Uh, freelance doing website design doing logo mm-hmm. design photography whatever that is but like, <laughs> like okay um, but he's like i have plenty of avenues to get money like mm-hmm. plenty, of, plenty of options for money i'm not hurting for money at all yeah which is what we've all been waiting for him to say mm-hmm. uh, because you know it's all the whole thing about oh you don't have a job what are you gonna do you don't have a job job just seems like i don't need a stupid full-time job like right i'm, I'm fine yeah, I was glad he said this. I was glad he put that on the table. Like, look, I have money coming in from multiple ways right now. I'm good. <laughs> you 
yeah. you know, it's just not a steady stream of income. So it's like, okay, is she okay? If he decided, look, I don't want to go back to the corporate life. Is she okay with him having this freelance lifestyle? Is she okay with money coming in that way? Because them saying he doesn't have a job makes it seem like there is no money going into his bank account ever. Right. This makes it seem like he's a bum that just does. Yeah, was living his car all day. I mean, it didn't help his dad call him a vagabond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's just it, it makes a, it paints him out in a certain way, which I think is the complete opposite. Yeah, Steve just seems like a very responsible person that you know is going to make sure that he and whatever family he creates is mm-hmm. going to take care of, no matter what he has to do. Exactly. Uh, he, did, he did talk about the fact that you know I don't know if I'm going to want a full time job if I have enough time to you know to create. <laughs> And to dream, I'm like yeah. you're a you're a spiritual guy, man. Right. He's like he's like that means a lot to me. He's like I'm not sure that I'm willing to make those sacrifices. Now, in this in that confession in that confessional, I felt like there were like six different confessionals stitched together. Yeah, like he did not say those words in that order at all. So I felt like when he when that confessional was going, like they were they were panning to Steve to Noy to Pastor mm-hmm. Cal during the whole conversation. So like. They said, like, is, is there a confessional where he said the? <laughs> yeah, like, can we stitch together this thing to make it look like he's going to say this? So I think, I, I think this is just the show trying to squeeze every ounce of drama they can. Mm-hmm. I think in reality, I think Steve is just like, if I got to get a full time job, I got a full time job. Right. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, I can get a full time job easily. I can just, I can pretty much just do it when I need to. Exactly. Exactly. But it makes you feel better, Noi. Sure, I'll do it. Right. So it's just like I I don't know. I think they need to come to a better understanding. And now and and now I'm starting to think like, oh, is it just Noi isn't able to have that mature conversation about that? I'm not calling her immature totally, but a lot of people are very immature, specifically in relationships. Yeah. Um, so there are certain it's, sectors of life that you can be right. immature and immature about. Exactly. This is one of those for Noi. Right. It is very much appearing that way. So that that was all we we got from them. Um, so, I mean, we did, we did get the juicy next time on. We did. Yes. And 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 to just to end the Pastor Cal segment, Pastor Cal did say, like, look, um, she, she sees you need a steady income. So just she just needs to know you have a plan. And so I think as long as moving forward, he communicates that effectively They'll they'll be okay, except for what we saw in the next timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so um she Noi apparently this is Steve saying this to Noi. So Noi um we find out that Noi gave Steve the silent treatment and then stopped talking to him and then posted on C- the uh, social media that this relationship is not working. Uh yeah, I remember us seeing this in the the season preview and us saying, Well, it could be Steve mm-hmm. is having a conversation about one of his exes and something happened in the past. No, I think uh, I think this is about Noi because <laughs> uh, right. we got a little more of the of the conversation that we did in the season preview. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this actually happened between him and Noi, which uh, I'm very interested to see what brought that about, why it happened, right? All of that. I'm very I, yeah yeah. I've never been this excited to get a Steve and Noi uh, right? episode. <laughs> Right now, getting a uh, Chris and Alyssa out of here, we we can get excited about other couples. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I and that's. I mean, it kind of points home 
or points out everything that we've just been saying about her in relationships. Like that's not what you do. You don't just go spaz out and post things publicly thinking like, okay, if I do this and he sees it, then maybe we can, you know, he'll apologize to me about something who, who knows? Maybe he did. I don't know. So without like, without knowing more of the context of what's going to happen and knowing some of Noy's previous, uh, you know, issues, it, mm-hmm. it just feels like, she thinks she's in like a high schooly type of relationship mm-hmm. where she can just do these kind of things, just dip out, give them the quote unquote silent treatment. But no, you're you're 33. You're, you're married now. Like, right. Let's, 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 let's get it together. Yeah, let's talk to things. Let's be open with each other. Let's be yeah, vulnerable. Let's put noisy away. Right. It'd be noisy. <laughs> yeah, I hope it just, ugh, I, who knows what it's about, but we are definitely going to get into it next week. Um, and who who was on the after party? It was uh, after party Michael. This week, yeah, Mike, uh, Katina, and Mark. Okay, gotcha. So not uh, much, uh, not much, uh, Stephen Noy content. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. So on a scale of one to five, one being that they are definitely going to get um, divorced on decision day, or five being they're going to stay together. Where are you? Um. So preview aside, I'm going to still give them a five. Uh, you know, I'm a little weary now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for now, I'm gonna keep them at a five. How about you? Same. I don't think it's. I don't think that it's enough to start marking them down until we see it affecting their actual relationship, especially because we don't know the context of next mm-hmm. week's argument. I think right now, I think Steve is in a position to understand that Noi isn't comfortable being that open and knowing how he can talk to her now. Not that new, that he's the, I, I just, you know, we know Steve is 38. I just see him as he has come off pretty mature up to this point. And so I just wonder how he's going to take this conversation with Pastor Cal moving forward yeah. to improve their relationship. And I so until, that. yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say until we see kind of how they adjust from from here, I, I won't reduce them. Yeah, I can see like in reality, Steve, like including her in on like, hey, this is what I'm doing for quote unquote work. This is how I'm getting paid. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's showing her the invoices and showing them how much she's going to make from these jobs. Yeah. Will ease her mind a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I see them. There's room for compromise there in all the things that we're talked about today. Right. So where are we heading next? We are going to go to the one, the only Mock the Shock mm. and Lindsay, who had they had a very uh, involved episode this week. Um, they did. <laughs> so I want to touch on something real quick. Uh, we get we get, in the beginning of the episode, we get shots of the flights um, going back to Boston. Lindsay, get your mask on. Like, come on. Right. Like, Why is it so hard? Jesus, totally maskless. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Mark has his like under the chin, like for the, for this thing they're shooting. And it's like because I remember when we talked when they talked about Lindsay on after party going to Puerto Rico. They're like, yeah, she had to be reminded several times to mm-hmm. put her mask on. Mm-hmm. It's like Lindsay, come on, come on. It's really not hard, people. Come on. <laughs> anyway, off of that. Um, <laughs> so we we start with them. Uh, they get to the new apartment 
Lindsay's already kind of like taking charge of everything. Like, give me your dirty clothes. I'm putting in the laundry, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mark, you know, says that being together has been a lot. Uh, and put the, put that a lot in your mind. Cause we're going to use it a, a, a lot, lot <laughs> in this segment. Um, he says it's been a lot, but he appreciates that Lindsay is nurturing. Uh, she, she has to listen about getting him a hydro flask and a Nalgene. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? No. I assume it's some water thing. She talked a lot about water. Right. Um, we get we get a shot of them going to bed, and Lindsay is very hyper. Like by, before they're getting to bed, and Mark's like, you know, it's great that she's so hyper, but you know, sometimes you gotta calm it down. Which is what Mark says a lot about Lindsay. Oh, it's a it's a an original water bottle. So now Jean is they. It's just a water bottle. It looks like a plastic water bottle. I don't. Okay. I don't know what's special. It seems like the type that would like know the exact names of these things. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's environmentally friendly or something. She seems very up on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, we get, uh, in one of the vignettes uh, in between all the couples. We get a teeth brushing segment with mm-hmm. Mark and Lindsay, and <laughs> Lindsay comments on how weird Mark brushes his teeth, which basically he just keeps his toothbrush stationary and moves his head around right. the toothbrush. <laughs> It's like that is one way to do it. I don't know how he doesn't get a headache after that. And we saw it in motion; like she wasn't exaggerating. Uh-huh. Like, that, that's what he does. <laughs> he goes at it so, just like fiercely. Yeah, like <laughs> as Mark the Shark would. Yes, get all those shark teeth, nice and pearly white. Um, so we get into the meat and potatoes of their of their story. This episode, we go to Mark's house. Uh, they they get in these big hazmat suits. Which yeah. was very interesting, very fun. Uh, which we so, talked about, but look, y'all are going to deal with bed bugs, so I really hope they're y'all are taking some precautions, and they did. Yeah, and is she? Well, I don't, I don't know. Are they? Like she, she yeah. talks about how bed bugs are her biggest fear, and that she has had them before, and it haunts her. Like how are y'all getting bed bugs all the time? Like <laughs> I know it comes from a lot of traveling. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in hotels and such, but I mean, damn, everybody's dealing with bed bugs around here. Um, yeah, it used to be such a big deal when I was in college. I was a resident assistant, and so if we had any resident get bed bugs, it was like they had to move out to another room, not take any of their stuff. They had, we had to get a bed bug team to come in and handle the situation, and they couldn't wait. go in their room for like a, a couple of days. Wow. Yeah, they're serious. Uh, so uh, we go into Mark's apartment. Um, and boy, he last episode he mentioned that he had uh quotes on the wall. And he boy, does he have a lot of quotes on the wall? <laughs> um, some of the stuff I picked up, he's got like uh, innovate, imagine, invent on one of his walls. He has think different from Steve Jobs on one of his walls. Mm-hmm. He has uh, stay hungry, stay, I think it was stay Polish. So the P was off of it. <laughs> um, and then he just had other like big paragraphs just on his wall. Like, boy, like that's, that's a lot. He, he might as well had live, laugh, love. Yeah, like he was telling me, like, no, I don't know what that is. Like, I'm not like a Hallmark star. Like, right. yeah, you kind of are, my guy. Like, right. so Lindsay comes in and they just, she kind of like runs over him a little bit, you know, take picking stuff up, like, oh, what's this? Oh, we're throwing this away, throwing this away. And she just kind of takes charge, which is what Lindsay does. And she's very aggressive with it. She's mm-hmm. very like telling him what's going to happen. 
If she came on this podcast, she'd be like, all right, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to lead it. And then y'all chime in and I'll tell you when to chime in. I'll look at you in point and that's when you talk. And Right. I did find it interesting. Like when they came in and like they had to get rid of his couch, they had to get rid mm-hmm. of his bed. I was like, dang. Uh, he gave us a tour of his, of his uh, apartment, which looked like it might have been like an attic apartment like yeah, was, maybe not yeah. even like really supposed to be an apartment like it was like mm-hmm. a little addition or something right. uh, like yeah, he gave, he showed us his one dish his poor sad dish I use his mm-hmm. one dish because no one's ever here with me this is the dish I use <laughs> I use it I wash it and then I put it away Mm-hmm. And, one and it was like great so just throw everything away right she's like uh, does it bring you joy she legit thought she was Marie Kondo like bro you four years too late we don't Marie Kondo like that was a thing four years ago <laughs> right it was just like she was okay I get her approach because it's her yeah. but she is not at all taking into consideration what Mark wants right. because she is coming at him just so just matter of factly like okay do we get rid of this answer me right now not like okay maybe we should have a pile of maybe we should throw away and then we have a pile of we're definitely throwing away it he just was so pressured to make these decisions and I just really hope he doesn't regret any of the stuff he did end up throwing away just because she was making him answer and she's just, just kind of throwing stuff around like hey could you be careful like yes <laughs> he's got he's got a he got a he has a suitcase full of baseballs from when he yeah. was a kid yes. a, okay interesting Cute. <laughs> he's got 90210 cds he says mm-hmm. i'm thinking maybe he meant dvds i don't know yeah um, from the show brother he was 90210 um that's was what i was thinking interesting right um Kind of flashback to me. There's a there was a Big Brother player. Uh, was it Adam Pock mm-hmm. who was obsessed with 90210? I guess what it made me think of. Yeah, yeah. I just it was it was too much. It. I mean, I did think the baseballs were cute. I was I was like, okay, that's a nice. Could like imagine him giving that to his son one day and just yeah, really cute. Like, nah, forget it. Throw it away. Right, Oh, so so Mark tells us in confession, he's like, you know, I find it difficult for people to do things for me without hearing how I want them done. Like he's he's having a hard yeah. time with how forceful she is being and just running into his life and just doing things the way she wants them to be done. Right. And it's the problem, like, not the problem, but the reason there is conflict here is because she thinks I'm just helping. He can't make these decisions. So I'm making them for him. But it's like. No, take a step back and see what he wants. It's not just inability. It's just y'all have different approaches. Yeah, I'm going to fix your life. I don't want you to fix my life. Right. <laughs> I don't want to fix my whole life. Calm down. Like, I got uh, it. No, you don't got it the way I want you to get it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do it for you. So, yeah. Poor Mark. Um, so, the, <laughs> so the next segment we get is we're going to Lindsay's house now. Um, before we get into the house, uh, Mock goes, uh, you know, I really hope that uh, her house is uh, big enough for the both of us after decision day. Uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, it is not. It's a <laughs> very <laughs> small apartment. Yeah. Um, you know, we Lindsay gives us the tour and she introduces us to her plants. Uh, her plants named Yoshi, Jim, Michael, Fran, and a plant named Lindsay after her own self. <laughs> Does, I really, I please, tweet at us 
if you name your plant, I want to know if this is a one-off thing with Lindsay, because I have like, it's, it's a, it's, it's on the come up just as much as like dogs becoming like, like actual children to people, like the sentimental factor, people are plant moms and plant daddies. Right. But I haven't heard people naming them to this extent, maybe one, or if you have like a plant Instagram, you've named them. But she, the fact that she had an entire like third grade classroom (laughs) full of plants named I was in shock so I was like maybe 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 I just don't know maybe I'm just someone put me on game to because I have some plants I don't have a single name for them my roommate is way more on top of plants has way more plants than I do she doesn't have names for them either I I encourage my wife not to name her plants because I don't want her to get too attached because she forgets about them and they die (laughs) Um, yeah, but yeah, let us know if you if you like to name plants or other inanimate. Well, plants aren't technically inanimate, but mm-hmm. uh, let us know if you name your plants. Right. Um, so next, uh, we get uh, more in the TMI information <laughs> with with Lindsay as she she brings out her squatty potty uh, and shows everyone the whole white world how she uses her squatty potty. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. I will say, it is a very nice squatty potty. Um, because it was wood. Like I own a plastic one, not oh, a wood one. There so. we go. <laughs> another another Asia wealth story. <laughs> oh gosh! No, look, hey, when I w- I was exposed to squatty potties on Shark Tank, mm-hmm. and then you know they just took off, and I was like, hey, why not try this out? And have had it ever since. I had heard the words squatty potty. But uh, I did not need a lesson in squatty potties from Lindsay, <laughs> especially the way that Lindsay leads her lessons. Please don't. Yeah. Don't let Lindsay be your teacher because you're like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so during this segment, we also get introduced to Lindsay's cats. Uh, her cats are named Ben and Jerry. Uh, cute. Clever. Yes. <laughs> um, we see her bedroom, which has like, it seems like just a room with a bed, like literally. Mm-hmm. It's a bed in a room. She says the bed folds up. She got storage underneath. Yeah. Mark's just kind of blown away. He's like, storage underneath? (laughs) This is it. (laughs) Uh, He comments that her place is like Mother Earth with all Mm -hmm. of the the interesting trinkets. She has a lot of like, what I would call junk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's important to her. Like, I wonder how Lindsay would feel if somebody Lindsayed her came Mm -hmm. in and just started like, what's this crap? Just start throwing her stuff away. Like, you would think like I thought that Lindsay, by doing this to Mark, we walk into Lindsay's house. It would be like really minimalistic, mm-hmm. and like she didn't have many knickknacks and things like that. But she has a whole like whole house filled up with with nonsense it seems. Yeah, literally, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, everybody has a different view of what is something that's important to have and what's just junk. And even though. All of that may bring her joy. Mark would have came in there and started tossing stuff like, oh, this looks old. This, you know, and so she's just never taking, never viewing things in another, through another person's eyes. She's never putting herself in another person's shoes. And so I, I just thought it was interesting if Mark had thought to do that, but I know he has a lot going on right now. So he wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so we, we leave that segment with Mark saying, uh, I don't think this is going to work out with <laughs> meeting, meeting the apartment. Uh, you know, I, we're going to have to find some other place to have a decision day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next thing we get is at the is at the new apartment. Uh, this is where we meet uh, meet Mark's cats, yeah. Rocky, Chloe, and JC. Now Chloe had a very interesting like uh, groom job. I was right. wondering. I was wondering if like they had to like cut the cat's hair because there were like bed bugs in it or something, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or if it was just a interesting cut. That is that the one with the multicolored tail. Yeah, it was like their legs were like mm-hmm. were like shaved down and had like mm-hmm. little puffs, had like a little poof tail. Oh, that's all definitely intentional. Um <laughs> that is on purpose. Uh one of our listeners, Mia, she said, I love that multicolored cat with the pom pom tail. I mean, they 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 do this. Like Why when I take one cat. Right. <laughs> that's that's that cat's personality. Okay. Don't you know? That cat picked out picked that hairstyle out of a book. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, that's what he wanted. Uh yeah. So Mark talks about how, how different his cats are to Lindsay's cats. He says uh her cats hiss a lot, his don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just the 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 cats getting along is just another thing he can't control and adds to the already mounting pressure that he's he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, we then uh, the next segment is uh, we get a diary cam of Lindsay um, explaining to us that like Mark's life just keeps blowing up even more. He talks mm-hmm. about how his, his grandma is now at 70 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, his landlord continues to just be to just hassle them and how she talks about he's a different person now. You know, he is hot and cold mm-hmm. you know, on and off or, you know, off camera. And she doesn't know if he's aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then we like yeah, she's talking. Like we get this like slow mo of Mark. Like you, uh, like it feels like when you see a documentary about a criminal. Yeah, and it was in black and white. I was like, yeah. what is happening? Like, why is this the the, the move here? Like this is a slow mo of Mark's like like he looks a little menacing. Like, right, like, just walking slow. I'm like, what is going on? It's like the editors were like, oh, we haven't used this uh, filter before. Yeah, that's a choice. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so we get a little, a little segment before the Pastor Cal visit. Uh, Lindsay tells Mark she's having a hard time with him, and that she's getting two versions of him, and that you know she says that the since the honeymoon and the constant calls, she's seen a, a, a big change in his demeanor, and and she's telling him to to that she is being there for him and she's not acknowledging it. And Mark's saying, "Well, no, I don't think I'm doing that. I'm I'm the same person I've always been." Mark's just yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she sees red flags and then he counters, well, well yeah I've seen red flags too but I'm taking it day by day because it's so early and so Lindsay and kinda, how, how dare he say he's seen red flags right exactly only what she, red flags is Julie talking about <laughs> only she can see red flags because it's just impossible for him I've done to nothing see. wrong <laughs> right uh, so, so yeah she kind of freaks out a little bit he says I should need a moment like I need to, I need Pastor Cal. Like yeah. I don't know if it's great in you know five days into the marriage if you're already like I need Pastor Cal. Right, exactly. Uh, like, I need a moment. Uh, and Mark's like, uh, so what are you going to like walk away? Because usually when you need a moment, you walk away. It's like no, you walk away. Like, right, you go spend time with the cats. He's like, all right, yeah. fine. Jeez, I go spend time with the cats. Oh my goodness! And, it was and, like, yeah, yeah, that got me. Her insisting that he storm off yeah. not her i've done enough storming off <laughs> um 
yeah, it's just and Mark's poor Mark. Just Mark's face through all this is just like it's that face that we've gotten so often. He's just like, mm-hmm. why not? Like, what is happening? What did I get myself into? Oh, he says that probably at least once a day. Um, <laughs> so uh, Pastor Cal shows up, and uh, Lindsay is on the balcony, apparently doing quote unquote meditation. Right, guided meditation a, on her phone. Maybe having a smoke or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so Pastor Cal's like, uh, "Is that her out there? Like, why is she on the balcony?" <laughs> like uh, six and I was like, "Hey, Lindsay, you wanna wanna come join us in here?" Yeah. Uh, so so he, Mark uh, starts this. His issue with Lindsay is that the way that she says things, it comes off condescending. Well, he tells us in confessional that his issue is she comes off as condescending. He knows she doesn't mean it, but that's just the way that that he comes off. He's glad mm-hmm. that Pastor Cal's here as a mediator. Um, so uh, Lindsay starts all the conversation. She says she was awesome, Mark. He was open and vulnerable, but now she's seeing that he's not giving her the best version of him, and that is frustrating. Mm-hmm. She's kind of talking like a self-help guru type of person. Like, yeah, she's talking as if she has mastered marriage, and now ma- she's trying to get him up to speed. Well, then she's kind of mastered life. Like, yeah. let me explain to you what is wrong with you, and I yeah. will fix you. Like, right. no, like that's <laughs> not where it's going. Yeah. Um, so she talks about how she doesn't think that he's processing the, these big changes very well. She she talks about how he went from being this open and honest person, having sex, and not even holding her hand or being affectionate. Um, so I, I'll cut in some after party here. Yes. Um, we got in uh, Mark. We got into conversation with Mark about uh, the slow down dinner, right? And Rudy is like, so Mark, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, to let us know your side of the story, because when Lindsay was here, and I love this about after party because it's like yeah. it's kind of like this is running narrative, like mm-hmm. where she references the old episodes. She's like, you know, last time Lindsay was here, she told us that you guys had sex three times before that dinner, mm-hmm. and Mark was gonna say, uh, no, that's 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 a lie. Like that did not happen. Whoa! So Mark says that from wedding night. Apparently they had sex the wedding night, which I don't think we were totally aware of. Uh-uh. Cause they were think, so they were so drunk that they would do they were drinking water. Yeah, I think that we thought that the honeymoon was the first time they had sex, but apparently yeah. they had sex on the wedding night. He says from wedding night to that dinner, they had sex. Okay, so okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and compose myself. <laughs> they had sex two and a half times. Well- <laughs> he says. Uh, so listen, I'm gonna say this now. I don't know if you have any children in the car. Now would be the time to pause this. <laughs> right. Okay. So he says it's two and a half because uh, I think he said the night before the dinner, or maybe the night of the dinner, uh, she wanted to have sex. He did not. Mm-hmm. So she says that she started taking care of herself. <laughs> uh, what does Lee say that? Uh huh. In the in the room, and was trying to convince him to join her. Wow! And I totally believe that. Yeah, well, yeah. I believe that narrative. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting, right? So, uh, for for Lindsay to say that, you know, on the after party, and then Mark comes in the next time, like, no, that's that's just right, false. Oh, that's um, concerning. Yeah, so <laughs> I. I I can say that uh, through the after party, like, I just feel like this is dead. 
I'll get it, like a spoiler for my upcoming rating. Right. This is bad. Like these two are it's kind of a war of words right now through these mm-hmm. after parties. Um, just another tidbit from after party. Uh, we get kind of a timeline about these bed bugs. Okay. Mark says that the bed bugs were discovered two days before the wedding. Um, his furniture was thrown out 24 hours before the wedding. Um, so then during the honeymoon is when they had to figure out how to remedy the bed bug situation in the house, I guess, which is mm-hmm. why the landlord was calling him and all that. And we also discovered that he has not talked to the landlord since they moved out. Like, oh, okay. to this like day day, like when you wow. shoot, like, he yeah, has to talk to her. which you know was big because that was, you know, she was at his was wedding, like figure, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, <laughs> and Katina, like, Rudy asked Katina, like, so, uh, if this was you in this situation, what would you have done? Katina's like, oh, I, I wouldn't have helped out at all, like, <laughs> right. that would have been your issue to hang out to, right. to uh, to, to figure out. Like you had that issue before you met me, so yeah. you're about to handle that without me. Yeah, I mean, like, so Mike and Katina were kind of just uh, saying how how good it was of Lindsay to help him out mm-hmm. that way, which I agree with. Uh, right, know, it's just probably could have been a little gentler with it. Right, it's all about yeah, like her her intent. That's the problem with Lindsay. Her intentions with Mark are good like it's coming from a good place like she has a heart for wanting to help him it's all about the approach how she does it is where she goes wrong and she does not know how to not do that uh yeah so so she says that you know she her feelings are hurt because of what mark's been doing and she's insulted and offended by him Mm-hmm. And she needs to take these moments uh, to take moments to herself because she's so furious that he's so clueless. Which, you know, it, in this whole conversation with Lindsay, I think we started to see, I started to see the why this downfall is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been saying it, that Lindsay, when, I feel like when Lindsay fights, Lindsay can fight dirty. Exactly. Like, Lindsay can say things that you can't, it's hard to come back from. Yeah. Especially with someone who seems to be as kind of emotional as Mark is, mm-hmm. he's not going to take those things well. Exactly, he's going to take it to heart, and then she's going to try to move on. He's like, "No, I'm still hurt from the yeah. things you said last night." And she doesn't strike me as a big apologizer. No. Um. So so Cal, Pastor Cal says that you know he he sees the issue. He sees that he says Mark is afraid to say things to you. And Mark kind of backs up. He's like, yeah, well, I just met her and, you know, I'm, I don't know what to say to people that I just met. I'm scared to to say something to this person I barely know. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, get over it. I'm here. And Mark's like, well, that's not how I work. Like, I just can't override my programming. Like, this is right. not how I am. Like, yeah. you're your way and I'm my way. Mm-hmm. So Mark says he saw it at the wedding. He saw the, the wedding was a lot, but at the wedding night, they really connected. Um, they really got to a great place, but then the plane incident threw him off. So that showed a side of him that he did not like. Mm-hmm. And then they had the other argument on the honeymoon. And after that, he just felt that their connection was different. Um, and you know, he's getting emotional. He's telling us, he's saying, you know, I respect her so much that I want to tell her that I want to go slow. Like, I don't want to mess this up. So I want to go slower. Right. Like, he didn't do it just to do it. He felt something was off and, you know, and he talks about how when they had sex the second time, he felt that the connection was different. Like Mm -hmm. it was less, it was less emotional and it was more kind of like superficial. So he Mm -hmm. said he wanted to slow down, Mm -hmm. get the feelings together to to move forward. Yeah, she and, you know, him saying like, you know, sex is great. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but if I don't feel myself, I can't do it. Yep. And she's just thinking, you don't want me. You don't want me because we're not doing it. And I really, I, I could see the pain in Mark's eyes when he started to cry to say he mm-hmm. respects her enough to go slow because he genuinely, that's genuinely how he feels. Like he's looking at her like, who is this woman? Why is she reacting like this? Because I want this to work. She's treating me like I'm her enemy, but mm-hmm. I want this to work, which is why I'm trying to propose this. Not, oh, let's take it slow because I don't want you. He's That's what Lindsay's doing. Yes. He's trying to fix it in his way, but she sees that as, well, you don't want me, so mm-hmm. like, this is over. Like, no, it's, I'm trying to figure out how to make this work again. Yeah. Um, so he says, you know, sometimes her affection is too much, especially when he's feeling the way about her that he's feeling on the inside now. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he feels like he's not in his own skin sometimes, which is a big, big, big thing. Red flag. Yeah. Um, he says he's seen her poke and poke and he tries to avoid poking himself and he just most times keeps his mouth shut instead of saying something he wants to say. Uh, so she counters, well, I never gave you reason to feel that way. And that God was, was like, the Ugh. one thing that was like oh she didn't hear a word that just came out of his mouth so that's when cal stops it he says look he said i see what mark is saying you know and he says do you see what he's saying and she says oh i don't understand any of that it was just a big run-on sentence which was like oh so you're worse you're fighting you're just you're still fighting dirty Lindsay. because that's what that is like you heard him you know what he's saying but Mm -hmm. you're now just deflecting and 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 saying something mean she all it's it's like I mean, and I know, I mean, so many people that are terrible at communicating do this. You hear something and you hear what you want to hear. Like, okay, I say, I don't like cheese. And then you hear, oh, that means I love everything else. Or Mm -hmm. that was actually a terrible example. But if I say like... You hate dairy. Yeah, no, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) What do you have against dairy? Yeah, it's just that's the whole that's what she was hearing every word out of his mouth because she even tried to justify like him saying he didn't feel like he's in his own skin she's like well yeah that and she references something she had said earlier in the episode of saying oh he just doesn't know how to handle this new situation she's just like yeah, he doesn't feel like out of your himself. comfort zone yeah, yeah. You're out of your comfort zone so you're not you're not you're still and Kel's like no 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 that's yeah, not, that's not all. it he feels that way because you're running over him all the time yes he's so, well, I don't know. Pastor Kyle puts it as you are taking him over. Yes. Like you are you, your your personality and your aggressiveness is taking him over, which is a I think a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of distilled like Pastor Kyle is great at distilling something into something that they can process and then they can understand. Yeah, and and through that, Pastor Kyle is saying, like, oh, you're a lot, Lindsay. Like that's we know that. That's why we yep. paired you with him. But she took one more opportunity to take a dig by saying, yeah, I am a lot, so I needed a stable guy. Yeah. yeah. Cal talks about how you speak without a filter and you wear that as a badge of honor, but sometimes it's not. Like, right. like Mark talks about how you know you speak without a filter, but that's just not something that I can do. It's not, it's not the way I am. Mm-hmm. And people like that are, are awkward for him. And you said, like Pastor Kyle said, that we put you guys together because you're a lot and you're mm-hmm. a lot. So, okay, mm-hmm. here, here's my problem, right? They're, yes, they are both a lot, but they are different a lot. Different a lot. Yes. Mark is a lot because he loves a lot. Like, he's, he's a big mm-hmm. lover. He's a big emotional guy. Mm-hmm. Big teddy Lindsay, bear. 
Yeah, Lindsay's a lot is she will tell you how it is and she don't care if you're offended or not. Like that's her a lot. Right. And I don't think these a lots are compatible at yeah. all. Oh. Like, it's I like don't... putting a big teddy bear next to a big firecracker and you're like, it should work. You're both a lot. No, yeah. this is very different dynamics. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like I, I guess she's saying like you guys both have big personalities. That's why I put you together. But those personalities yeah. are clashing. They're not working. Exactly. So I, you know, Cal, I, I love you, but I feel like mm. you, 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 you guys missed the mark a little bit. Right. Um, Cal, yeah, he says, you know, if we gave you some, if we gave her someone weaker, she would run right over him. But that's kind of what she's doing. She's mm-hmm. kind of running right over Mark the Shack. Right. Left <sighs> and right. Yeah. And so like, Lindsay's like, yeah, I'm alive. Be careful what you wish for. Like, okay, Lindsay. She she thinks this like gimmick of being unapologetically herself is like, you know, take me take me or leave me. This right. is who well, I a, am. It's an offense mechanism, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's how she she deflects people feeling bad about like, well, I am what I am. So if you don't like me, don't even get to try to know me. Like if you don't <laughs> like who I am, like just tell me now so that I can get this over so I don't have to bother falling in love with you and then you tell me later that you don't like who I am. Yeah. I'm gonna show you everything up front. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. And like how Alyssa was trying to say she's being held down by a center block. That's Mark right now. He's trying to come mm-hmm. up for air. He's trying his hardest. He is swimming so hard, tr- just trying to put his lips above the water. But above the bar, like trying to get some air. Yes. And Lindsay's just like she has a, a like a, a submarine with like a thousand pound rock just pulling him. Yep. And she's like, I don't know why he's sinking. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, so Cal asked Mark, so what do you what do you what do you want to tell? What do you need for, for this to work? He, he says, I need her to let me just get through the things that I need to get through the way that I normally do and without her interfering. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I do need help, I can go to her and ask her for help. Like I know that that's there, but just let me do things the way I want to do it without running me over and without taking charge. Yeah. Uh, so Which Cal, is, is that shouldn't be a hard ask. Oh no, not at all, not yeah. at all. <laughs> uh, so Cal tells Lindsay, like you know, give, and this is great advice. Like, give yourself to him in doses. Mm-hmm. Give him time to process things, and then come back to it, and you guys can move forward after that. Yeah. Cal asks her, "So what do you need?" And she says, "I need him to put gas in his tank, and it feels like he's just you know." pulled away and like she just she needs more affirmation so, <laughs> he's yeah, like, like okay cool okay. yes yeah. you need more affirmation <laughs> <laughs> you need all the affirmation of the world right okay so yeah it's uh it's a lot so mark says he understands he understands what cal is saying he says but cal uh dr pepper and v they don't have to live here every day right <laughs> like, they don't understand what i'm up against yeah he's and like the she says here. The things that she says triggers him mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, he needs to step up and speak up when those triggers uh, get triggered. I don't right. Know he can't wait for each every couple of weeks when the experts come in. Right. Exactly. And that that comment of like, well, you guys aren't here every day. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was big. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's big. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I mean, he's being tortured. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, next time on, man. Yeah. So on the next time on, it seems like we have a big group outing. I think it looks like they're going bowling. I think. Yeah. Looked like it. 
yeah and so Lindsay has apparently done something and mark's like you know i don't like it when you do that like and uh Lindsay shoots back at him like oh yeah call your mom see if she'll let you in i was like oh which hidden below the belt again again and mark's, mark's walking away he's like yeah go have another drink like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness and Jasmine was like, "Oh my god!" Her yeah. face was just like, "Wow." Yeah, this this is gonna be fun. Well, not fun. This is gonna be juicy next week. Yeah, it seems like it's gonna be an explosive week for a couple of the couples. So yeah. interesting. Um, we got we got almost nothing for Elijah, Elijah Juan and Katina. Yeah, it was, um, yeah that was surprising. So. Yeah, so let's get into ratings. What mm-hmm. what are you going to give them for this week? Oh, it's for oh, I'm gonna have to maintain. Mm, well, I I went up to a three last week, but I'm gonna have to go back to my one. I forgot that I was optimistic about them for a second. Did you ever give them a one? I did. Episode five, I gave them one when Bryce was here. Okay, but then I went back up to a three last week. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't think it's going to, going to come to any surprise that I'm going to stay in my one. <laughs> so consistent. Yes. Um, you knew from jump. Yeah, this uh, I did not think it was going to work ever. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that, that's, that's Mark and Lindsay for this week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where, where do you want to go next? All right, we're going to go through Katina and Olajuwon. We're going to save the best for last, or at least the one that sparked the most emotion for me for last. So before we get to them, Olajuwon and Katina. Um, But yeah, like you said, pretty quick from them this week. Um, We saw him moving in and he was like, look, they they started you off with a tray already and and some some dishes. So, you know, so you're good to go. All pointing the finger at her to be doing the cooking. It's like, can't wait till you're cooking for me every day. Right. He's like, when are you going shopping for groceries? Look, if I'm going to be doing all the cooking, the least you can do is go to the grocery store for me. Stay to get the groceries. I, I, I want to know what Elijah Wan thinks his roles are. Right. If he's going to do all the cooking, like, what are you doing, Elijah Wan? Right. Exactly. He's sitting there. He's like, I'm just trying to get this image of you in the kitchen. And you know, he 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 keeps assisting. He wants to home cook meals every day. He said, and 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 he tries to justify it by saying he's so used to eating peanut butter and bread and going that he, he can't do that now that he's married. He has a wife. <laughs> he said, I can't do that now. Yeah, like implying that this is po- like now is he he's not allowed to do it now. Like he's, I, it's impossible who, who, now. Who? He just can't do it. Are you Jason? Are you not allowed to eat peanut butter and bread? 
Uh, listen, little uh, fun Jason fact. I love peanut butter sandwiches. Okay, mm-hmm. most days I have peanut butter sandwich for lunch. Okay, nice. I yeah. toast the bread, put the peanut butter on it. Oh, delicious! No jelly, no jelly, just peanut butter. Wow, love it. Had, My brother had it used to love a, doing that too. Had it since I was a little child, and I still eat it to this day. A lot wow. of this. see, I need the balance of the jelly. No, I hate jelly. I can't. Eat it. <laughs> just all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he apparently he can't do that now since he has a wife. It's impossible. Who, 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 who said that? I just I don't know where he gets his things from. I don't know. I, I don't know what TV he's been watching. He must get it from. He must get it from the TV. Like he must yeah. be watching these old like forties, fifties sitcoms. Like right, where the dad comes home from a long day at work and mom's mm-hmm. got the got all the the food prepared for him, ready to sit down. Right. So she she says she's gonna put her best foot forward to making sure he's well fed. She's having a good good attitude about it. Um and I, I think it probably won't be a problem until like it's put into action. He keeps insisting or maybe he's not happy enough with what she's cooking. We'll see. Um we find out she talks in her sleep. That that's a fun fact. Um so then they go to his house and like just to see where he lives. And he's like, look, let's take a step back. Could you see yourself living here and like having kids in the front yard? And because like, this is where, this is where we would be. I was like, why is everything with him so intense? Why are you, why are you planning so far into the future? Yes. How about just, can I see me moving a suitcase in here to stay for a week? Can I see that? (laughs) Um, So he said like, I've never, I've never welcomed a woman in my home like this for real, for real, like never. Like this, I have a welcome to woman in my my home. <laughs> you special girl. <laughs> right? Um, and so he's like showing her around. He wants to, he says, he does admit she has more swag than he does. So he's trying to see if she's liking the decorations. Yes. <laughs> she, he doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't want her to think that his place is too manly. He, he really loves this coffee curtain that he has above, like in the kitchen and she does not like it. <laughs> like he, he acted like this coffee curtain was like, his his pride and joy. Yes, like I really like, like. I would have thought like you scoffer kind of like came with the place when I bought it. Like it was right. Here from the previous it's owner. Just like, there. No, he loves this coffee curtain. Like right. You would have thought it was like a backsplash that he personally installed. Right. Like he spent time picking it. No, it's just a, co- a curtain. Girl, I sold this myself. <laughs> right. Um. So he's like asking about his style and stuff, and she doesn't think that the place is like youthful enough. Like it's dark and like lots of like browns, and she's like, you know, she's giving her opinion, and he's really excited to hear what she has to say. But then, like, she does agree. Like, she could see herself living there, and she gives it overall an eight, but the decorations she gives a five. <laughs> oh, that gym boy, that gym with that puke green uh, yes. color. I was like, this is not it. Like, what did y'all do? Like, why would you think <laughs> right. anything in your yeah. house is color? What you think about the green? <laughs> they offer this paint color as a joke. Like, right. no one had not expect anybody about this paint color. Right. He said, this is perfect. <laughs> um, so then uh, Pastor Cal comes over. She has, he's like, ooh, it smells good. So she has made spaghetti and garlic bread. This is my go to <laughs> my go to meal when it's just like, oh, I don't really feel like cooking much. Let me throw some pasta on 
You can cook up some ground beef real quick, throw it all in the pot. Maybe I'll add some vegetables if I'm feeling, if I feel like cleaning an extra pot. Listen, if I'm her, I'm looking around. Lodge, why not watching me? I'm going to go into the cabinet. I'm going to get me a can of FYRD. Open that sucker up. Put it in a big bowl. Put it in the microwave. Look, honey, I made you spaghetti. Uh, he was gotta find ways to get around it, you know. Right, I wouldn't. I would not put it past Elijah to sit right there at that bar stool and watch her do it. Oh, he's gonna watch her cook every day if he can. Mm-hmm. Like he, that, the, it, it does something for him. He's like, is the water boiling yet? I think you need to look Ooh. at that. <laughs> oh, girl, I think the water's bubbling. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so he, you know, she to Pastor Cal, she's like, yeah, you know, I had to try. It's his requirement. And Pastor Guy's like, you know what? That wasn't really a deal breaker when we talked to him. I'm glad he said that. Because like, <laughs> right? like the way he was talking, like you would think that it was something he told the experts, like, do not give me any woman that can't cook. He was mm-hmm. telling his family, if she, if she can't cook, she's not a wife. But you didn't mm-hmm. mention this to the experts. Right. That's, that's shady, man. That's shady. So shady. And he's like, well, look, Lajuan's just smiling and you know, he's just like, look, it's really important to me. And Pastor Cal's like, look, I don't want you stuck in a time warp of being 50 years ago. And Elijah was like, look, no, no, no. I just I just want a home cooked meal for dinner. Like I'll make I'll get up and make us breakfast every morning. He's like, I've been making us breakfast every morning. I'm like, y'all have been back from the honeymoon like day. one day. Yeah. How? How is this happening? <laughs> Do I believe you now? You meant on the honeymoon, I went and got the room service when they don't right, to, the, right. to the door. I always went to the door and opened it and grabbed the tray. So I'm, I'm willing general. to I'm willing to put in what I need to do yeah. for this marriage. This I made marriage. her a butter sandwich this morning. Right, exactly. Um, so Pastor Cal references that he saw the video of them riding the horses and He's like, you were really nervous and I didn't I didn't really like the way you were being talked to. Do you feel like your voice is being heard? And she's like, well, I feel like my opinion is valued, but his execution is really hard. And and, uh, and Pastor Cal's like, OK, well, do you value her opinion? He's like, she knows. She knows how I feel like she knows I value her opinion. She she knows. How do you feel about that response? Uh, you know, it, he's, he's kind of talking for her. Right. Uh, so not great so it's like uh yeah 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 she knows she's good right you're good right and right like, and it, it kind of puts pressure on her to be like yeah because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, then she'll feel it. like it's conflict if she says no right so <laughs> yeah i felt i i, I would have liked to hear more of katina's voice in this conversation because mm-hmm. there's a lot of of her on camera just kind of looking like back mm-hmm. and forth to pastor cal and into elijah one like she didn't speak up a lot yeah and then we hear like well Pastor Cal's like, okay, well, have y'all been intimate? And she's like, no, we haven't been intimate. And Elijah is like, yeah, like we, it's somewhat mutually agreed on. And Pastor Cal's like, well, what do you mean somewhat? He's like, well, it was my decision. So like, what? I feel like I have to give Elijah a little bit of an apology. Uh, you know, a few <laughs> episodes ago, we talked about him, ta- him, him talking to her about being vulnerable. And I kind of, Thought that it was like, uh, why are we having sex yet? But apparently, mm-hmm. Elijah Wan is the one putting the brakes on. Now, on after party, Katina did say that no, it was a mutual decision that it yeah. was not just him deciding. Mm-hmm. They both decided that, so she don't know why he's trying to take the credit for it. Right. That's what I didn't believe. I was like, 
either they did mutually agree or she decided she didn't want to. He agreed to it. And then he was taking like, let me take that off of you and in front of Pastor Cal and like own up to it. So you don't have to look like the one that's holding out. Cause then after he says that he's like jokes with her, like, look, now you got to be vulnerable now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like uh, um, on the after party also Rudy was asking like, so when you guys, when the sexual tension is too high, like how do you guys just not, you know, how do you avoid having sex in those moments? So like, I think it's like, well, we just, you know, when the tension is too high, we just we just release instead of having sex. And everybody mm-hmm. on that part is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. You say the word release. Like, what do you, you got to back right. up and explain that? Because that means a couple of things. Right. And she's like, oh, no. We, I mean, we just, we, we, you know, we break our embrace. I think mm-hmm. what you meant. So that was an okay. interesting, fun little moment there on the after party. So not how Lindsay meant Not how Lindsay would release, no. Right. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad she clarified. Um. Yeah. So they they talk more about like, you know, Pastor Cal is asking him like, what you know, what are you waiting on? Y'all are married, and um, he's like, well, what if it doesn't work? And Pastor like, you can't, Pastor Cal, so you can't, you can't question it. Like when you start having that on the table, you open the door for just not being committed, basically. And Pastor Cal is like, okay, is it you know how asking Katina how it makes her feel? And she she said. You know, some a little bit. It makes her feel like he doesn't find her sexually attractive, and he's like, "Well, I think, like, I think it's crazy for her to think that because I think she's beautiful." And um, so that, like, Pastor Kyle's like, "Look, I'm not questioning y'all. Y'all are married. Do what you need to do." He's like, "I got my own thing going on." Uh, well, listen, <laughs> Pastor Cow, calm down, my guy. Like, <laughs> I thought like he was gonna be like, "All right, y'all go in there right now and bang one out," and uh, right. I'll be waiting out here for y'all to be finished. And we'll talk <laughs> later after after you guys are done. Like he right. was really pushing the issue. Like, why? Have you done it gotta gotta do it. You know, don't be scared to do it. Right, and I don't think that's their biggest issue right now. I think their biggest issue is learning how to release these traditional uh, standards of marriage that he has. Yep. And, you know, just continue to work on the relationship. If they want to wait, they want to wait. Like Pastor Cal, like I understand that they, they're they quote unquote married now, mm-hmm. but they have also known each other only five days. Yeah, okay? exactly. Be calm, Pastor Cal. They will, get there, they will get there on their own time when they get yes. there. Did you notice that we got like in one of like the little monta- montages of the couples, one of them showed him with the haircut, even though he doesn't have the haircut yet? On the next time on? No, just during the episode. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, because he got like a cross cut into like a part of his head um, when he got the fade. And so I was like, oh, he got his hair cut. And then the next scene we see him with the mohawk. I was like, oh, they just threw that in uh, there. I thought we wouldn't notice. <laughs> Clearly, this is a transformative haircut. We are going to notice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we really didn't get anything from them on the next time on. Nope. They're just kind of witnessing the Lindsay and Mark blow up. Yeah, they're turning into like the Noy and Steve amount yeah. of content. Yeah. So, so uh, where where does that leave you with them as far as ratings go? Yeah, so I think I've been a four recently, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you've been at a three. No, yeah, you're a four. I've been at a three. So, nothing has really, really moved the scale for me this week. Nothing big really happened. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to leave it at a four. How about you? I'm actually going to go up to a four. I'm uh, I'm more so seeing that 
I'm learning more about Katina to see that she's able to, she's not, she doesn't act how like Jasmina would respond to some of the things mm. Elijah says. Mm. So because of that, I think that it could actually work. And yeah. so I'm, I'm closer, I'm closer to a five, not quite there yet. We'll see how the next few weeks play out, but I'm going to hang on to a four for now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what exactly I need to see to move it to a five, um, but I feel like I just need to see more to, to mm-hmm. really solidify a five. I feel right. like we got to get through the big kerfuffle that's going to happen whenever that happens. Yeah. And then that will stabilize things, maybe. I don't know. Right. Yeah, definitely more from her. I mean, like, more words from her, not yeah. him speaking for their relationship. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So, last but not least, the big event: Jasmina <laughs> and Michael. Oh yes. boy, this was quite. This was quite an episode for these two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the first big segment we get from them, they're um, they're in the new place. Uh, she asks him the question: "So, uh, have you ever lived with a woman?" He says, "Nope, never." Nope, never. Never. Wait. So, wait. Just, what did What did she ask again? Have you ever lived with a woman? And the nope, never nope, was never answer. Use the word never. <laughs> right. Looked her in her eyes and said, never, never. No hesitation. And she's and like, it, oh, really? Because, you know, I live with a guy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we get, at so some like, point we get a flashback. A yeah, at some point we get to a flashback of the wedding night and she's telling him, like, oh, yeah, I live with a guy. Okay? Keep that in your mind, people. Never means... Not ever, meaning right. at no, not at all. At no point have I ever lived with a woman. Yeah, I, I thought means. maybe I didn't understand what never meant, but yeah, that's that's what that means. <laughs> um, so then we reveal that she's not going to be staying at the apartment because she has to figure out doggy daycare for her dog. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? It's important. It, okay, Asia, it's, don't do not defend this. No, I can't. Come on. <laughs> okay, look. Okay. She does it. Okay. I was glad she did admit she just needed some time yeah. from him, right? Mm, yeah. But the fact that she does have to find a doggy daycare is important. But she can't do that from the new apartment. Like, Very what true. does she have to do like that is special to her place? Right. I don't understand that. Unless like, she ha- ha- unless they have like an uh what do you call it? A uh not an open door. What do you call it when you go to a school? Um, open enrollment or something? No, like when before class or like before the school is in session, when parents can come up to the school. I can't think of what it's called, but basically it's when open parents house? open house. Yes, okay. yes. We figured it out, people. Right <laughs> before you tweet us. Yeah, <laughs> put your Twitter fingers down. <laughs> right. Yeah. So look, unless there are open houses, but look, they are important. Shout out to the best little dog house in Texas that is in Houston, Texas. That is Pepper's Doggy Daycare. They treat her so well. They're so sweet to her. That's where she gets groomed. That's where she goes to daycare. That's where she does boarding. And it's important. Like I'm so sold. Literally, when I was looking for my house, I said I need to make sure I'm still in proximity to Best Little Dog House because they're amazing. Best Little Dog House did not pay for this ad. <laughs> They are not sponsored by. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just I there's nothing that I don't think could have been done to very doggy daycare that could have been done in the new apartment. She needed a better excuse. Literally yeah. anything under the sun. Hey, 
I need to pack up my apartment and I need some time to do that so I can yes. fully be over here. The options are endless. But here's a problem that I see. Like she she lied to Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She lied to this man and said that that was the reason for it. And then she admits to us on camera, like, well, you know, it's really just to get some space. But she told right. Michael it's not because I need space. It was just doesn't help their communication. Why didn't she just say I needed some space? Right. Exactly. Um, so listen. Pantheon of Math's dog names, Mr. Feeney has a special <laughs> place in my heart. Okay. I, as if I couldn't like Jasmina enough because of yes. her Marvel movie love, she got to go out and reference one of my favorite shows, Boy Meets World. Asia, I know Boy Meets World is, is close to your heart. You're yes. on a, a shit 90 show taught me yes. talk about Boy Meets World. I was yes. like, oh my goodness, she named his dog Mr. Feeney, one of the best. <laughs> teachers slash principals slash deans out there. <laughs> Jasmina, if you are listening, we want to be your friend. Yes, you Period. love all the same stuff with love. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I mean, that that's honestly a very cute name. Um, it is. I give it to I'm you. impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, so yeah, she, she tells Michael, like, this is not clearing my head this is because of the doggy daycare situation yeah and mike tells her like yeah i don't think it's really healthy for us to be spending time apart because if this is what we're going to do now like we don't want to get into the habit of when we have disagreements mm-hmm. to you know to spend time apart like that's not what we want to be doing um right mike, mike tells us he hopes that you know when they do see each other again in a couple of days that they start off on a better foot um but mike does suspect that you know the doggy daycare is kind of a fake excuse and that's not the real reason she's leaving. Yeah. She would be right. It was the worst excuse. There was anything under the sun that she could have used. Um, But I felt her on that. I was like, yes, doggy daycares are important, but that's, you don't have to be at a certain location to find the right one. Yes. (laughs) So around the clock, you have to sleep at your place. No, no. I have to be at my house when I call the doggy daycare. Right. (laughs) They are going. They have my location. Right. <laughs> if I'm at I another place, I'm, lying, I'm not approved. I'm not where I'm at. I'm supposed to be. Right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing we go with them is at Mike's apartment. Uh, Jasmine tells us that she feels like she's come back with a clear head, and she feels like that it's possible for them to click again, like they clicked on the wedding night. Okay. Just when she has a clear head. Mm, yeah. So we walk into Mike's bedroom, and <laughs> it's got a painting of a naked woman on his yes. wall and he explains that his friend made it for him for a birthday gift if a friend mm-hmm. gave me this for a birthday gift I'd be like are you okay <laughs> right. why is this the why did you give me this you try to tell me something I don't right like it's his friend I don't know because it's not even like oh I'm an up and coming artist I just need some exposure no this yeah. is in the privacy of his bedroom <laughs> okay like uh and it's no woman specifically. But listen, uh, with the things that we're going to discover about Mike this week, who knows if that's what actually happened. True. True. Um, so she, uh, Jasmina says that Mike's room is a very frat boy. <laughs> She's wondering <laughs> if he's got porn videos, a kiki drawer. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> she asked him, uh, so where have you where you got all your stuff? Let me check your roommate's room. You probably hit some stuff in there. Right. Okay? They come out to the living space area. Um, it's, it's big, big uh week for lights in the house. Did you notice? Right. It seemed like I had Christmas lights on the walls. 
Oh, now I didn't notice that. Yeah, go back and check that out. They're like, they got like the string Christmas lights that you put on your tree. Mm-hmm. It's on their wall, just randomly. That is interesting because when was this was filmed? Like maybe February, March, right? Yeah, this was way past Christmas time. I think, that but people just, could still have those up. Uh, listen, I don't want, I don't want, to, I don't <laughs> want to admit this. Okay, but since you You're brought it up, it. <laughs> I, we literally just looked down on Christmas stuff like last week. Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna admit that on this podcast. Don't tell anybody else. This is just a conversation between you and the Asian. We'll make sure this part is on the weekly wrap up. Oh no. <laughs> right. Oh uh, anyway, going away from that, I didn't tell you all that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just found that was very interesting. I feel I felt like they just did that for decoration. Like they just put the, the string lights yeah. for decoration. Which was They're interesting. Like, oh, we have some lights. Yeah. It's an aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Jasmine notices some crystals in the room, a little pup puck offset. He's like, "Oh yeah, those are my roommates." Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, how many roommates do you have? Like, I got two roommates. She's like, "Yeah, I'm never really here." Um, and she asks, "Like, where are your roommates?" Oh, the roommate is here somewhere. Mm-hmm. The roommate. Uh, so then we get a, it seems to be like a, just a momentary glimpse of <laughs> of the backside of somebody going into like a door. Right. Which, you know, kind of tells us that the roommates ain't signing these releases. I, I'm not about to be on this little show you're doing. I'm mad we're, that you're not this house. And, right. And, you know, I'm not going to have your third of the rent anymore. So I'm not right. signing a little permission slip to be on your show. Right. So we get the we get the inference that something has happened. And Jasmine is like, oh, I didn't know you had a girl roommate. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that must be what happened. Like the girl roommate came out and Jasmina saw her. Yeah. And Mike's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we just haven't really talked about it. Like it hasn't come up. Flashback to Jim Jasmina telling <laughs> Michael about, yeah. you know, uh her yeah, guy roommate. Like, oh yeah, that would have been the perfect time to yes. tell me if you have a girl roommate. It's like, oh, well. Yeah. Not it's like yeah. not only did she say she had a like she directly asked him directly. if he it, and he said no. And it's so annoying because it's like in this moment of saying, oh, it never came up. You know, like, you know, in your head, you should know that you just you explain that. And because he's saying, why would I why would I leave? Like, why would I not tell you that? Why would you think I'm withholding that? Well, it definitely looks that way because you didn't volunteer that information. So here was my like justification for Michael. When we saw the preview last episode, mm-hmm. I said, maybe he thinks that she means, have you ever lived with a significant other? Mm-hmm. He alludes to that a little bit at, on after party. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I've never lived with a spouse or a significant other. Like, that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. And I'll give him some grace with that because the way that she was talking is like, have you ever lived with a woman? Like, maybe she means a woman that I'm dating or a woman that. I she love. said she is that would have been have you ever lived with a girlfriend right but the fact that they've talked you know about their living situations mm-hmm. and that he's never even met like throughout the random fact that he lives with a woman he's never talked about any of his roommates in a way yes i'll say like she or her is weird yes it's weird it it's makes so frustrating something it just I don't know what it could be, but it just makes me feel like something weird's going on with this situation. Yeah, because it's like, uh, I don't know, because 
even if there is a past there, something with his roommates or there's a story there, either way, your your wife who you have spent nonstop time with for the past five days should know who your roommates are. How has it not come up with what are your living situations? Oh, I have two roommates. Okay, who are they? What's what's their names? How do you know them? Like, how is that not a conversation? But not even that, but like you would think like talking about your daily, your your life, your experiences, like, oh, yeah, me and my roommates went and did this and she said this. Like, Oh, he says she said you have you have girl roommates. Right. Like that's just like type of normal everyday conversation you would think would come up at some point in the five days that y'all have spent pretty much 24 hours together. Because mm-hmm. if he's ever hours were spent arguing, but you spent them together. Yeah. Because what would would probably make her even more upset is if she thinks back on like, have we ever talked about his roommates? And if he purposefully said they yeah. were while referring to them, he's intentionally not oh, yeah. trying to give away the fact that his roommates are women. Only thing I can think of is that maybe he thought that it would be a big deal to her. Like, there's no past That's there. Annoying. Yeah, maybe he just thought that it would be a big deal to her, so he didn't say anything. But you <sighs> had to know that you were going to go there at some point. Yeah, you had to know that your friends were going to talk to her, your sisters were going to talk to her, and somehow it would have come up. And the so- way the the way that he smiled when she said that, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now what are you going to say? You knew you were withholding that. You were mm-hmm. doing that on purpose because you responded in a way to say like, oh, shoot, now you know. So, yeah. Like, not, oh, yeah, they are. Like, it was no big deal. No, you did it like, okay, I, I'm trying to anticipate what your reaction is about to be. So don't give me that. That is, oh, that's so annoying. I, I, I got so frustrated hearing him say that because I was like, that tells me everything I need to know about him. Like he's well, you didn't ask. He's that type. He's the type of guy that something happens in the future, and she's gonna be like, "Why didn't you tell me about it?" Well, you didn't ask. Well, technically, you didn't ask. <laughs> like my kid does that type of nonsense, <laughs> and it's like that's just childish behavior. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you didn't ask me about that specifically, so I just so I had to, you know, give the information. No, uh, you knew what you were doing. Like I, I've been trying to defend Mike because I liked Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the past, but I don't feel like I can rightfully defend Mike anymore. Ain't no way. This was this was bad. Okay, uh, so we get a confessional from Jasmina saying that she's annoyed that this is the first time she's hearing about it. That she doesn't necessarily have a problem with his roommate being a girl because she has a roommate of the opposite sex herself. But the issue is that he kept it from her, seemingly willingly, like on yes. purpose. And that's the problem. She wouldn't have had an issue. She's literally telling you she lives with a man. So if you return the favor, okay, cool. Those are your friends that are women. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you withheld it makes it seem intentional. So then it's like to her, I don't know you. Five days ago, we had no idea who we were. So now I'm wondering what you're withholding from me. If you think that this needs to be withheld, why? Exactly. Um, we didn't get a, we didn't get any shots in her apartment. We got like a little uh, shot of him meeting Feeney, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm assuming is in her apartment. But other than that, we didn't tour her place or anything. Yeah. Um, so the next big thing we get from them is at the at the new apartment. Um, there's they seem to be like unpacking their their stuff or whatever. And she, I don't know how she found this out, but she asked mm. him. So 
We had she, to talk. She, she probably did some research on Instagram. Yeah, little Instagram <laughs> sleuthing or something. Uh, it's just like, so we had to talk about your girl roommate, right? Um, do you have two girl roommates? No, she says, you said you had a woman roommate. He's like, oh, did I say A? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, I have two. I was like, oh, I yeah. see. And then he's like, he's getting on the defense. He's like, so, I mean, do you think that I personally hid this from you? That I've like had this like big secret? Like, you know, and she mm-hmm. asked, like, you know, if we were just boyfriend and girlfriend living separately, would you have even told me? Or like, would it have been this still been this big secret? He keeps saying, oh, it just never came up. It just never came up. She says, oh, yes, it has. Right. Yes, it has. I had, we had this conversation just the other day. I asked you, have you ever lived with a woman? You said no. Roll out the giant TV to show him the footage. Get it plugged in for the big old tube TV. Uh, So, you know, she says that being in the same space with the opposite sex is serious and that he should have told her. Um, He says, well, what do you think I'd be trying to get away with? Like, I mean, I do. I do. I guess I see where he's coming from. But the fact that he didn't say it is the problem. Yes. It's um, it, it and I and that is annoying because he's trying to turn it on her. Like, yeah. why are you, why are you accusing me of something when I'm innocent? It's like you've given me no other choice but to believe that by withholding information. It's, just, it's like this big catch twenty two. Like, if you had just said it in the beginning, it wouldn't have yeah, been an issue. Exactly. But it just seems like you are hiding something when you don't say it. Right. And then to further push the point in or or like further press the point by not even owning up to it by saying, well, okay, well, I didn't tell you initially because I thought it you might have thought something else about it or you might have thought it was a big deal. The fact that he doubled down, that it just didn't need to be said or that it never there was never an opportunity to bring it up in conversation. That's even worse. Yeah, so Mike's on after party. Mike says that uh, you know he just felt like he he was just trying to deflect from it because he felt like she was being suspicious of him. So he mm-hmm. just kept trying to push the topic so that you know he could try and defend himself. That's why he was saying that he was he kept being like he kept egging her on. <laughs> Mike kept pushing mm-hmm. the issue and not just saying, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I should have told you." My bad. Ugh. That okay, that doesn't help. I was really hoping I'd have more information. No, he didn't from give him. he didn't give a lot of information on after party. Uh but Marie did ask Katina, he's like, Katina, she said, Katina, so if if Elijah one had his mm-hmm. issue, uh how would you have felt? She's like, Well, if it was Elijah one, he probably would have smashed both of them already. <laughs> and everybody's just like this big laugh out of this because yeah. We know Elijah Wan. <laughs> she knows her husband. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny and so sad at the same time. And so while we're on after party, um, they did play the Cadmoran scene for Mike and mm-hmm. say like, so what do you think? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I guess I did interrupt her. He's like, but I felt like in the moment it was such a sensitive topic that in the moment I felt like she did interrupt me, but he agrees, like, yeah, it seems from that that she did not interrupt me. So, oh we, my gosh. So we got we got uh, acknowledgments, I guess. It seems, not that I'm flat out watching it yeah. happen. It yeah. seems like that could have been what happened. <laughs> I mean, unless y'all doctored it. Like <laughs> right? it's a possibility, right? They added a pause. Yeah. <laughs> So 
at, after this, uh, after the the whole confrontation about the female roommates, um, we get the Patrick Cow visit. Patrick Cow comes in, says, "Hey guys, how's it going?" They both just give him this like nervous smile. He's like, "Oh, mm. that that bad, eh?" <laughs> right. And she talks about how in their conflicts, he speaks to her in a way that turns her off. And then he's aggressive and he speaks loudly with a disrespectful tone when he's not on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he feels that because he and his family told her that he can get that way, that she's putting that on him with unfairly. And that she is, I think he thinks she's over-exaggerating their arguments mm-hmm. because she was told this. Uh, so it's funny, like she reiterates like, and when they're speaking, she speaks like, like a mother would. She's like, Michael? Yes. <laughs> now, I'm gonna tell you again. Every time we have conflict, you yell and then mm-hmm. no care what's talking about. Now, Michael, mm-hmm. you are not about to do this. You are not about to lie right mm-hmm. now. So Cal's trying to interject. And Michael, the person mm-hmm. that has such an issue with cutting people off, cuts off Pastor Cal. Cuts off Pastor Cal. I couldn't I couldn't believe the, the audacity. The audacity. The audacity of him to cut off Pastor Cal. He's, like, he's here Pastor to help. Cal. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because when you cut off a man, you have to apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you cut off your wife, you just make up another story. <laughs> right. Uh, so he cut off Pastor Cal to say that if he's if she feels he spoke in a condescending tone. If she says that you, I spoke in a way that you did not agree with, I will give you that. But I did not yell at you. He is adamant. Adamant. He did not yell at her. Which, why would she exaggerate that? Mm. I am totally on Jasmina's side on this. I, well, for one, I just like her as a person. But for two, the, it's just like, how could you not be frustrated with all of these different things that she has run into so far with Michael and it's just like don't make me look dumb when I was there the fact that I can't I have no proof we weren't on camera but it's like she's not Alyssa she's not Lindsay she is not going to fabricate something that happened off camera because if anything she wants things to be going well She's upset that they're not going well. So she's just like, why are these things happening? That's keeping us from like being able to go in the right direction for at least one day. Yep. And And then he's just he's making it worse by denying it. So I just I I want to know more about Mike's mindset. Mm -hmm. Is he just not aware that when he gets into these states where they're arguing that he is yelling the way he is? Or she is adamantly flat out lying and saying that he's not doing it. I would like to know where that is. It is possible for you to get into a state where you're not aware that you have become so emotional and so hyped up that you're yelling. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I just don't know where it's coming from or what his motivations are. Um, On After Party, he says that he just he has such a problem with her saying the word aggressive. Because it connotates a really bad image for people mm-hmm. when you say that someone's being aggressive. He says it feels like that she's saying he's being threatening or that he is being over the top. Mm-hmm. So he, he said he has a big problem with that word in particular. It's so hard 
because a lot of people misuse aggressive. Mm -hmm. But when someone is being verbally aggressive, that is what it is. Right. And of course, we have no we don't know what happened. So we can't say definitely. Yes, that's what was happening. So it's just like, okay, if that's the problem and that can keep you all from having these arguments, then tell her that. I don't like when you use the word aggressive, maybe try using a different word next time. And so it's just like he can't even get there because he's too busy denying everything. And then she's getting more angry to us. He just seems so like mild mannered. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I think it's hard for me to picture him doing that. But I mean, it's obviously there are people that we've seen out in public that are one way and are another behind closed doors. So I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's just it's hard to kind of put that picture in our mind with what we've seen on camera. Right. Uh, so they're really going back and forth and he's like, well, why would I admit to everything else and lie about this one thing? Why would I not be honest about this? She's like, oh, honest? Like you were about your roommates? <laughs> right. <laughs> and Pastor Cal cuts them off and said, listen, that Black Daddy comes out mm-hmm. he says, this is what we're not going to do. <laughs> right. <And> says, <laughs> like, y'all are going to listen to me. Yes. And so he talks to them about their communication styles. Um, and he tells Mike, you know, there's a difference between talking at, talking with, and talking mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. which is a great lesson for <laughs> anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, t- he tells them about their communication styles. Honesty and transparency are key when it comes to communication, and so is forgiveness. He asked Jasmina if she can get past it to see what they have. <laughs> she, but yeah, she gives him just kind of like, mm. It's the most unconvincing yes I've ever Mm -hmm. heard in my life. Like if someone said yes in that way to anything I was asking them, I would be like, wait, no. If my daughter said (laughs) this to me, say yeah, I'd be like, excuse me? (laughs) And it would have to become a yes, a, you know, a immediately. A a a louder yes. Okay. She's like, "Mm, yeah, guess well, whatever. Right. Just get out of it. Yeah. Um, So uh so Kashikawa says he asked Jasmine if she felt Michael talk at her and she says yes and he says mm-hmm. that when this happens um, to look him in the eye and say I am not your enemy and uh, he tells Michael so when that happens that's your cue like when you hear that you have to correct your way of talking and he tells her to talk to her like a wife yep and it, that brings me to some feedback we got from my mom. So she said, is Jasmina going to be able to come back from this fallout? She really seems done and doesn't want to be bothered. And I think that she is done. Yep. I don't think there is any coming back from this. I think that they have started, they had such a great wedding, mm-hmm. but it has been downhill consistently from there. And she, I miss the happy Jasmina, like yeah. the the Jasmina who just is enjoying life is not here right now. And we've been on the decline ever it, since. Ever first since. Yes. When that wedding, she was smiley. She was making jokes. She was laughing. That was her. And we get less and less of it every episode. To this episode, we got none of it. This relationship is sucking the life out of her. And I mean, maybe him too, but I feel like we never got to see that. I mean, we've never gotten to see the lively side of Michael. Mm-hmm. But it's like the next episode on the next time on we see her with her friends and she is happy and she's in a great mood so it's literally the situation with Michael that is really t- she just can't they can't get on the same page and move together at the same speed it's always something just when she was able to clear her head 
Then he finds she finds out he's he he's living with women when he never said he was. So it's he's like, living with women in <laughs> sin. Right. So it's just like it's so frustrating, and I just don't. I honestly think that she, she's done. I don't mm. think that she can reset and move forward because it's always going to be like, okay, what else is there? Clearly, yep. he's a he. Clearly, he just doesn't volunteer information. So I'm not going to ask every question in the book. He's right. not being like. Some of these, I mean, Olajuwon is, oh, even though he's offering way too much information, he's offering Olajuwon, information. Lindsay, they're going to yes. tell you everything you need to know, whether you right. ask for it or not. Right, exactly. Whether you want to hear it or not. So it's just like the fact that someone is capable of doing that, like that's what Jasmina wants. She just wants openness. She just wants transparency. And he's not giving her that. And I don't even know if he's capable of that because he needs to take a look at himself to understand why he is the way he is right now and why he communicates the way he does and be able to actually look in a mirror and see what he's doing. And so I don't think he's going to be able to change that in the next mm-hmm. six weeks. And yeah. so I, I think they're, I think they're done. So on after party, uh, Rudy did ask, um, ask him about how it felt after the pastor Cal visit. Um, and Mike does say, you know, it, it felt like a fresh start after pastor Cal left. Oh, so okay. I, I don't, I don't see it improving, but maybe it's a little improvement for a millisecond before they get back to arguing. Right. Rudy did like uh, talk about how she was with her friends and family, which made me think maybe Rudy is reading ahead. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like she's giving us a little preview, but uh, she said that Katina didn't look, you know, joyful around her friends and family when the friends and family came to visit. Yeah, like, I think you are an episode ahead of us, Rudy. Like she's reading all that just from the next time on. Yeah, maybe, but uh, um, so yeah. Uh, where are you with the rating? Ooh, this is tough, but I think I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I was at a, I was at a two. We were all at a two last week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go in one. Ooh. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. Finally, you rated someone <laughs> lower than me. I know. <laughs> so listen, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it at a two, okay? Okay. I okay. want there to be some hope, so I'm gonna leave it at a two. Okay. Well, there we have it. We have talked about our five couples. Man, they every time Pastor Cal comes to visit, I feel like there's so much information that comes out. Yeah. Because even like say, he really brings it down to like distill it to like make it. Uh, to make it processable for these people because these people talk yeah. in such vague generalities all the time. Mm-hmm. Pascal, like, no, no, this is what it is. Here right. it is. Like this, like, oh, yeah, like many times in this episode, they're like, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. does make sense the way you put it, Pastor Cal. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's able to open their eyes in a way that they can't on their own. So, well, Pascal ain't going to be there for you all the time, people. Exactly. Eight weeks, Pascal ain't going to talk to you anymore. He's he not even going to Notice you on the street. Right. So I'll be excited to hear in like four episodes when Dr. Viviana comes to visit in 10 episodes when Dr. Pepper Pepper pops up. Right. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but, um, but yeah, that, that is it for episode seven. Jason, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at J A Y R one zero eight five. Nice. What are, what are you up to? Uh, podcast about anything fun recently? Um, not really. I was on Celebrity Big Brother last week. 
or the week before. That was fun. Okay. Um, I have some fun stuff coming up in the works. Yeah, so 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 look out for me. Uh, you know, on on your different podcast apps, in your different places where you get your podcast. If I have something, I'll pop it up on Twitter to let y'all know. All right. Nice. And then um, you can find me on Twitter at Asia Like Asia, A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. Um, of course, I am, you know, here weekly. And then I've been podcasting about Celebrity Big Brother. I'll be on the Stockwatch next week. I was on the Stockwatch last week. Um, and so let's see. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm going to be on the Saturday night recap for Celebrity Big Brother. Um, so that'll be fun. The season is not so fun, but it's, <laughs> it's always fun to talk to talk to other podcasters about you know, anything. For Lamar Odom to win, we got problems. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, on this very feed, on the Love at First Sight feed, talking about Love is Blind season two, um, the first episode or to talk about episodes one through five. Mary and I dropped that uh, last week and it was such a good time. So look forward to a recap of episodes six through nine. I hate to admit it. But the first episode was really good. Thank you. I enjoyed wow. it. Wow. Thanks a lot. I appreciate I it. it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I liked it. So if y'all aren't, thank you. I'm glad you did. Uh, if y'all are not watching Love is Blind, go watch it. It is so good. And Such we, a mess. It is a mess. If you think, if you think it messes here, <laughs> right. you gotta watch that. Right, exactly. Those people are a mess. Exactly. So, um, yeah, keep a look out in this feed. Just subscribe to this feed and you can see both Love is Blind and Married at First Sight. Um, all right. Well, uh, then thank you all for listening and we will catch y'all next week. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.